live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday night. It's Spare Notes. And Coop and I are back from Las Vegas. There's a lot to talk about. A lot happened while we were away, while at the trade show, both both trade show related and non-trade show related. While we were gone, since we've been back, there's a lot to cover tonight. Um, Coop, how are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, great to have seen you uh, this last week. Uh, probably we didn't get to see each other as much as we would have wanted to. But, uh, you know, things have a way of working out like that. Like, weird, unfortunately. And, you know, things... There was good reasons for that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I mean, it, it was it was a crazy week. It was a busy week. Uh, I I think I spent the most time. Nicole and I spent the most time in Las Vegas out of everyone there. Um, dry, really dry. Um, bringing back bringing back some COVID nineteen from the trade show seems to be the theme for many of us. Uh, the the man with sepsis, uh, who's at most risk, who we protect. Um, like, you know, the most precious thing that exists in the world, William Cooper, still got by and escaped. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, but, I don't mean know, to I'm laugh about it, but it's like, damn, oh. we, 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 got, we got out but, of that one for Coop. Yeah, you see, with, with, since there's such an unknown of how I got this, right, there's a question if I'm immunocompromised, right? Now, maybe I'm not, right, but I could be, right? And, you know, I just resent it when people, like, when I'm looking out for people, something I went through, right? And people just think I'm trying to shut down the trade show. I mean, I got accusations like you're trying to shut down the trade show. No, I'm not trying to shut that. We need to have a trade show. We need to have a trade show next year, even if we're in the, the same state as we are this year. I mean, I'm just telling you that, right? But I get I get this rhetoric from people. I mean, I went at it with Abe on the air this morning, right? No, I'm. I just think you know, look, we all have to, you know, we want to communicate and be responsible here. That's all I'm looking to do here. I believe me, I get it, and and everyone has their own feelings about it, yeah. and they all have their own personal medical history. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get it, I get it, you know, and you know, right. some of some of us were not so fortunate. You were, you know, to 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 skate on by. Luckily, I've had very little to no symptoms, while Nicole has been. Sure. Whew, wow. Really, really bad place. Uh, she's doing actually an update. Everyone keeps asking about Nicole. Nicole's doing way better today. She's much. Right. She's way better. Uh, much more, it's, 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 it's calmed down to like, you know, like a average to mild average cold at this point. Um, so she, she's going to be okay. She's, she'll be fine. Um, but yeah, she, the, it, the point of it, I mean, she's had the fever, she had the shakes, the chills, the sweating, the, you know, the, all of it. I mean, it was bad. So, um, that's really all I got on that on that topic. I, I know that, you know, you, you put out an article about it. Charlie put an article about, you know, COVID at the trade show. And, and I don't want to waste too much time on that. But it, unfortunately, it happened, you know, and, and it's something that, that came out of the show. It had a look. It, it was a story out of the show to not report the story. This again, PCA, they couldn't have done anything about this. Right. I mean, the, the only I mean, there's a couple of things maybe people shouldn't be gathering at Bar Luca, like spitting on top of each other, right? Because uh, I, had a, I had a couple of people talking and doing that, but I didn't get it. You had but, some spit talkers? Uh, like, I had some spit talkers. I don't want to mention any names, but I, we both the know. Spit talkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we both know the spit talkers, right? 
So I mean, uh, otherwise, look, we we want to have a trade show. Uh, we we should have a trade. We, we want to be responsible. And look, the second I started hearing some people coming down with it, um, and people at least were told me uh, there were a couple of people told me, look, we know your health history. I just want to let you know, I have it right. So I'm appreciative of that. And if I haven't, I've kept everyone's name private. But you know, if someone is asked to spread the word, I would too. So. I want to preserve everyone's privacy in this matter as well. But, you know, I think communication, What I don't think this should be something that should be just, oh, it's like, oh, it's part of everyday life right now. No, it's not. Ask Jose Blanco about that, you know, before, before you make a stupid comment like that. You know, a guy almost, guy, guy will tell you this. No, it's not like the cold or the flu. Yeah. Nicole's been saying this all week and I have it up on the screen. I'm never yeah. hugging anyone ever again. She, one thing she said was, you know, everyone kept hugging us. The whole time. It's, it's, She's I'm never oh. hugging anyone again. And then she had someone tell her that, oh, like, you know, I was really sick last week with, with this and that. And then all of a sudden she gets sick and she's like, oh, did that person give it to me? I don't know. So I mean, it's hard yeah. to. I hugged her. I mean, I mean, I know I hugged her with the wedding and stuff. And uh, we were in close. It, you know, this virus has a way of just how it wants to spread, I guess. And uh, I feel horrible. I would have rather have gotten it because I wouldn't want your wedding week ruined unfortunately and i you know i, I would have taken one on that one so i feel really bad for you guys well luckily we were able to get through that part of the week okay and there was nothing wrong our, our troubles um didn't really start until saturday um we went out there with a new uh gimbal system for our cameras so we could do some more intricate video work unfortunately right. that system didn't really work out the way we wanted it to um First of all, the battery life on that thing was like less than an hour. So how am I going to film a whole trade show when that thing has to die every like 50 minutes and then takes God knows how long to charge. And then now then we're like, well, let's we'll, we'll walk around with the portable battery charger with the cable in it. And then she's got it in her purse. With, and I'm like, this is just fucking stupid. It also weighs a shit ton of weight on its own. Then you add we have a whole SLR camera with the lens and we got the mics. That we, it's a huge setup. That's then you put all that weight onto it. Nicole's carrying that thing. Not a lot of people know that she has a neck um, slash shoulder-ish muscle injury here that I won't get into on the air. But long story short, uh, she had a lot of that cut out of her body. So that's a very weak spot for her. So carrying all that weight like this after four hours, she was like, "Dude, I can't, can't do this." And it just really wasn't practical. So we lost some time on on Saturday. There was really no way of knowing. Um, just exactly, you know, how that was going to pan out on a trade show. So we scrapped that, whatever. We get to Saturday. We had a great day Saturday. We banged out a lot of comfort coverage on Saturday, trying to make up ground. Unfortunately, once we solve that problem, we get through Saturday. Everything's great. We get to Sunday. Now Nicole starts to get sick. And then there's nothing you can do about that. So uh, I was late to the press conference. Because, you know, I, I, I was trying to, to get a hold on Nicole and deal with that stuff. And eventually it was just like, don't wait for me. Just go so you can get there and then I'll just meet you there. So then, like, I go ahead and then I get, you know, that ends. I'm on the show floor and she's like, I'm going back to the IV place, which I'll explain about the IV thing later. I was not dying. We were not in a hospital. It was dramatic. It was for the photo was extra dramatized because I, you know, yeah, I wanted to create some entertainment on social media. It was a real IV, but I wasn't dying. Nobody was. Right. But she right. did go back a second time uh, because she's like, I now she's now I really think I need that because I'm thinking I'm getting sick. 
So um, she goes and does that. So now and that takes like an hour. So I, and now we're almost 12 o'clock. I had some friends of ours helping me film a couple of interviews. Um, then I run into um, storage problems with the camera. I'm in the back of Matt Booth's booth. Uh, fuck, I, I was there around, when that was happening. Fucking around with that. I, I, you looked at me like, hey, and I, I just went right past you like, I am just you not like, in the mood. You were like, <laughs> yeah, and I knew, I knew bad day. I've been there, so no problem. <laughs> and I'm like. It was quick. Matt just like, no, how's everything going? Not good. And he just like blows right by me. But, you know. I knew that Coop would understand the passion. I totally so I, been there with that. So no I'm like, Coop's going to be like, oh, oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I go right in the back of the booth. I'm fucking around with the camera. I finally get it figured out. Then Matt comes out. And I'm like, Ugh. and he's like, hey, I need your help. And normally, you know, you know Matt Booth. He's like all jokes and games. He came in right. the back of that booth. He looked me dead in the eye like, serious. Like there was no more fucking around. He's like, bro, I need you to help me right now. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I'm already under like a mountain of shit. And he knew that too because he actually – he actually stepped out of his character to try and make me feel better, because my friend Kevin, who works the booth with him, uh, was I was you know he was he was and you know we were talking whatever and then Matt came over and he was like he's like hey he's like he's not he, like they're off to a rough start and Matt pulled me aside and he's like hey what's going on and he actually kind of got out of that boofy character and was like hey are you okay like is Nicole okay like what's going on and he kept trying to cheer me up and and it was really nice and. It, th- as a side note, those are the reasons why those yeah. of us who know Matt love him so much. It's there's not a, there's a side of him with believe me. Yeah, great side of him. It's yeah. not just the fun and games you guys yeah. see when he goes on yeah. a show. There is a very very personal side to him that he can step out of it and be like, I, I, like "Are you all right? Like, do, do you need anything? What can I do? Like, hey, like let's try to let's just try to be positive." Like he, he actually like he actually took the time out of the booth with Justin and everyone there to come and talk to me to help me feel better and try to make me laugh when I needed it most. Those are the reasons that we care about Matt. Not because like he acts the way he does. I mean, that's fun, but like he is really that genuine of a soul. So he already knew. So getting back to it. So then he, and he's like, bro, I I need you to help me like right now. And I was like, I just stopped. And I'm like on the floor with my laptop and the camera. I got my, my big travel case open. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, what do you need? And he was like, I need you to help me hide all the cigars in the gin. And I was like, what? And he's like, we got to hide it right now. And I was like, I didn't even ask questions. I'm like, okay. And so he's like, just throw them under the table and, and, and get this tablecloth and, and just cover it up. And he runs out. And I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. You had four guys sitting around doing nothing in that booth, though. <laughs> and I go, I have Not no Kevin idea what the way. fuck Not is Kevin going on. Like those, those, those SCG guys were twiddling their thumbs. And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're struggling with a camera. And he, I, I gave them shit, those STG guys. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? You're just sitting around doing – I know what they were doing there because there was some product of theirs there. But they were sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> so I don't know if he just didn't want them to know. But he looked at me and he was like, he looked at me like, oh my God, you're about to save my life. And he was like, can you help me? And I'm like, yeah. So and then I, he's like, hide I all the cigars, next- hide the gin. And I'm like, all right. And he leaves. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm just shoving stuff under the table. And he comes back and he's like this with all the bottles of gin. And he's like sticking them in. And I'm like taking everyone's backpack and shoving it in front of the table. And there's a table. And I'm like, Matt, where's the fucking tablecloth? And he's like, it's over there behind the stripper pole. More on that later. And I go and I grab that, and we're, we're like, I'm covering it up, and I'm looking at him like, you think that's going to be good? And he's like, 
It has to. <laughs> he leaves again. Well, I'm, I'm next door watching this, by the way. I'm her I had no clue what was going on here. Like, I, 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 was, yeah. I just look at him, and we're both crouched yeah. down, and I go, Maddie, do you have is, – is the commission here? Are you going to get an inspection? He just looked right at me like white knuckled. He's like, I'm about to. <laughs> So the story with Matt is, is he didn't have he didn't have like his license set up in time or whatever. So he ended up like buying his stuff or something. I don't know the story, and to be honest with you, it's not my thing. But he just, I think he and the other, but bigger part of it too is the alcohol because it wasn't just him. A lot of people have alcohol in the booth. That's just kind of how it works. So he wasn't the only one. We went to other booths and were like, yeah, we just got our dick slapped because we had the booze out and we're not supposed to have booze. So like the bigger thing was really the gin because like no one was supposed to have alcohol at the trade show, but of course everyone does. So like even Saka, he's sitting there with a whole case of Noah's Mill right next to his chair. I mean, right, right. <laughs> I mean, come on. They all do it. Uh, I don't blame them. They should. I don't understand what the big deal is. Uh, as long as they're not handing it out. I mean, if they're just drinking it while they're sitting in their own booth, there's no big deal. Matt's really just there just to present the gin to be like, hey, this is what else I have in my brand portfolio. I have right. a gin too. I mean, I don't, he should do that. Um, yeah. but you know how these people are, they come by and they just want to like slap you in the dick and he's panicking, you know, like, I, and then all of a sudden, like I leave cause I'm like, all right, I'm ready to shoot. And I go back out and I come back later. He's like, Oh bro, we're all good. Everything's fine. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was funny. You know, so, so I don't know your bad luck rubbed off on us. Right. So we were next door with the Herklots booze. Right. And we're getting ready. I think we're going to go to EP Carrillo and Ben's like, I got to change the battery. I'm like, okay, you know, because we we our, we did have multiple batteries we were using, and he goes into his bag and the batteries aren't there, and I'm like, we got to go back and get the batteries, right? So long story short is I have to drive the rental car, right, because for contractual reasons, and Ben only knows where the batteries are, so we both have to leave the trade show floor. Now, if anyone Ben got Ben has given me crap about my New York City style driving. I got to just say, I was really proud of my New York City style driving um, on that day because because we, we got to the house and back in 30 minutes, which it's not easy. We had to walk to the parking lot. I, I just flew and was cutting cars off left and right. I got Boston got style driving, too, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I drove. I used to drive livery for my dad in New York, so I, I learned how to like drive like a New York's drive. the worst though. You 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 have you have it. Yeah. Boston's tough too, but I'll put I'll put Boston right up with New York. But yeah, so we we got that back and and then everything was good after that. That was our but we lost about believe me, losing 30 minutes, you know, on the, in this trade show is difficult. It is a difficult thing when you lose. we lost 30 minutes, that was two booze we could have hit. Yep. We actually I should say we now the guys did do booze without video. So we did keep we Aaron and Bear were doing that. And they did a great job, but we lost two videos. Um, by the way, uh, anyone who does video has my respect. It is so hard to do video. I mean, and now we had to deal with half a terabyte of video we shot, right? Because we shot this all in 4K. So it was uh, it was it's it. You get my you get my respect on that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think this year I focused a little more on the video issues, and it took away from some of the writing pieces. And I got to fix that next year again uh, because Me now too. I was scrambling for a lot of info yesterday and today. So, I mean, lucky I was able, I'm able to get it and I can contact companies and stuff like that. But, you know, that piece. And then we, we lost a guy. We lost Aaron Nielsen for one day. He had a um, he had a personal issue at home that had to be dealt with. 
and that had to come first. Um, I would have, I told him we could stay home the whole time, but you know, obviously we want him there and he wanted to be there. So he came back, but day one was tough. Cause I was doing photography and writing that day. I don't know how you and Nicole are doing it with two people and with the amount of content you guys have been coming out with, but you, you got my respect. It's a lot I've of work. You guys put a lot of content. It's a lot of work and I've seen it's good work and, and my hat's off to you. Um, it's a lot of work, but I will tell you going forward, we'll have four people with us. So if you uh, thought if you thought we did what we did with two people was amazing, wait till you see what we do with four. Well, and and you know we have four, and this year I think look I think last year we were learning how to work as a four man team. This year we were we were in sync with it. Um, I've actually been debating if I need a fifth person or not. That's how much I've been. Learning. I may I may and I may have five by the end of next year. Five's expensive though to bring out to this trade show. Though, I'll tell you. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do that, but. Um, nonetheless, I could give a fifth person a job and I, uh, so we'll see. The way it's probably going to work is that I, I do interviews and Nicole does interviews and then we have two people film for us with two setups. Yeah. So it's yeah, going to be um, an, it's going to be an expensive, uh, Christmas uh, this year as I, we, as we buy a no, whole I, another camera microphone set up for TV. I have no desire. <laughs> I have no desire to do the interviews. Uh, it's impossible for me to do the interviews because ultimately the writing piece is my forte and uh, if I even get involved with that, it takes away from it. So thank goodness I got Bear, who loves to do that. And uh, But I prefer the podcast like we're doing. I prefer the you know man-behind-the-table setting as opposed to the roving reporter type of style. It's just So I'm glad I got someone who likes to do that. And I think everyone's got their role, which is good. What I'll tell you is that the first PCA show, it was nerve-wracking and it's weird. And then I kind of, you know, and I wasn't really, I still was uncomfortable with it by the end of that trade show. Get to TPE, and it was like, okay, you've done this before, whatever. And then by the time I got to PCA this year, it just was like, it was like nothing. It was just like, okay, here we go, yeah. boom. And it, 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 it literally a couple of trade shows, and then like, you're just in it. And then, and then after that, you, you're like, I could do, I could do this all day. I don't care who it is or what booth it is, or it could be George Padron, it could be, it could be some major celebrity. It's like it just doesn't hit you once you do it enough. You get through it, but I mean, I get it. I mean, you already have, you already have plenty of people who can do it for you anyway. So I mean, there's no reason for you to have yeah. to kind of throw you. I I had no choice. I had no choice. It was like if I want to do this, I got to do this myself. So yeah. I had to do it, and I just and now it it just I'll, I'll it comes naturally to me. So, um, but I'll say this: you had it easy from one perspective, right? Hmm. Not that it was easy doing your first trade show because it's it is tough. But picture what Ben and I had to do ten years ago when we were the damn dirty bloggers, right? And you know, today most of the main principals know they got to talk. They they're gonna talk to guys like us. Yeah. Right? Was it, it, yeah. You know, ten years ago, it was pulling teeth. It was tough. Um, and now I've I now I think that it's now it's a lot easier. Is what I'm saying. But but picture like you know me. Hey, Mr. Padron, will you interview me? Like it's, it's like, uh, you know. But now they know who we are because like then when people are walking around cameras and, and notebooks and stuff. They were just not used to it ten years ago. So times have changed for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I wanted to take a second to stop real quick. Um, <clears throat> we're Coop and I are both smoking show samples. Um, stuff that's I don't I don't think yours is out yet. This, mine's definitely not out yet. This is a new one. This is the Rocky Patel Edge twentieth anniversary. This doesn't come out until later this year. I'm smoking it now. Coop is smoking the My Father 100th. 
anniversary? The Le Bijou, yeah, the Le Bijou 100 Años. Uh, they're calling this a Oscuro Oscuro wrapper, a very dark wrapper. Um, and I am smoking the uh, the Corona Especial, which is a 65 by 44 uh, I think it's a little bit of an amped up Le Bijou brand. Um, I'm enjoying it so far uh, very much. So far, this cigar is pretty good, too. I mean, my taste is a little off, so um, I'm taking this with a grain of salt. But what I do taste is not bad, so there's that. I mean... I'm excited about that cigar. Um, I got hugged by Rocky Patel, by the way. Oh, kissed. I'm sorry. I got kissed by Rocky Patel. <sighs> you got kissed by Rocky Patel, and you still didn't get it. A few, I, I don't know. You, you, you must have sold your soul to the devil. I got kissed actually twice. Yeah, believe it or not, but a number one, giving Rocky a number one cigar will do that. Let's put it like that. But um, you know, yeah. I, I again, I'm shocked that I'm sitting here and not having the chills and a fever right now. Yeah, consider yourself lucky. I consider myself like I think the only reason why <clears throat> I don't have it like majorly at all, and it's been very minor, other than like the sore throat, the cough, whatever. Um, I think I already had it, so I think maybe I have some immunity, and I don't think Nicole has had it yet, so that's why it's hitting her hard. Because I like over the winter, I was sick like three, maybe four times, like bad. Like I was out like four different times between like like November through like March, like it, to the point where they were like, like you're out again. I'm like, dude, like I, I'm I'm like sick as a dog, and I think part of it was like during the pandemic time. Everyone was in and like covered up and living that and like we lost like natural immunity to a lot of things, and like then when yeah. everyone started going out again, it was like you started recatching things that you kind of lost a little bit of immunity to because you weren't around it so much because everyone was being so germ sensitive. So I like started getting like every fucking cold and flu that was out there again, and I think in one of those instances, I had it, and and then I got my immunity to it. So like this second wave, like I've gotten sick. But I don't have it that bad. And when I was sick all those times, Nicole really didn't get sick, which is interesting. Now Nicole is super sick and me not so much. So um, it's, it's, it's weird how it all works. But that, that's my theory behind how the chips fell here, um, yeah. which is interesting. Uh, oh, wow. Another person just tested positive who I was like inches away from. Who can we share? Er, er, yeah, he's in the he's in the chat. Irving Rodriguez. I mean, I was literally. Oh, I'm not really. I wasn't. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Irving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't. Re I was just trying to get them up on the screen because I I try to keep the comments up so people can see the comments. Yeah. But, um. Oh damn, Irving. Oh shit. Yeah, there's another one. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's it's just it's just the flu. It's just the flu, guys. Yeah, according to what I heard today. Okay. Yeah. I hope everyone's okay. That's what I really hope. Um, I haven't heard of like any I, deaths yet, so yeah. I mean, that. we just his his newlywed is sick. My mom almost died from this. Jose Blanco almost died from this, but you know, whatever. I'm 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 done. I'm done trying to be nice. I guess I don't know. Like I said, I think I just I already built up my immunity to it, so it hasn't hit me as bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I know Carney, I think, has already had it twice. He had it a few weeks before the show. And he also like this, I think the second time, I think he was really, the first time he got, it, it was sick like Nicole. And like I did, 
few months ago. And then I think the second time he had it, it was like the same thing. He's like, I had it, but it was like very mild. And I think that's essentially like kind of how it goes. The first time you have it, it's really bad. Then the second time you have it, like you can, you, it doesn't mean you're immune to it, but like you can get it again. But I think if you, if you've had it once and then you get it again within like, you know, within like a year or like, sorry, excuse me, that burp stuck up on me. I apologize. Um, I think that like you have it again, like within a certain short time frame. I think that you're just you're more immune to it, so it doesn't slam you so hard. But like you still get sick, um, which is you know, yeah, I guess better. I mean, I'd rather have that than be full blown sick. I mean, I don't know. I agree. But anyway, that that's enough about that. I mean, we could spend the whole show talking about the, the virus. Um, yeah. Everyone this, just feel well, get healthy, and just you know be smart on it stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. I've just been. And, and and we'll all be back at PCA next year, so don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll be back. I'm still gonna go. Yeah. It's not gonna stop me. I'm still going too. Yeah. Um, so uh, as I said, Coop and I are both smoking show samples, some new cigars tonight. I also have uh, I I have a whole I have my whole travel humidor here, all full of new samples. Um, smoked the LFD Soli, or Solus, however it's pronounced. Oh, how, how, um, well, the guys liked it. I didn't smoke mine yet, but the guys liked it. It was for for whatever, however I'm tasting right now. It tasted good. At first, I thought it tasted really sour, so I texted Carney, and I go, "Hey, is it just me, or is it sour?" And he goes, "It's just you." So I'm like, "Yeah, all right." So so I'm a little off right now, but because he's like, "It's not sour at all," and I'm like, "All right." So, uh, and then it kind of went away, and then it tasted okay. So I'm still not like 100 percent sure on the exact taste of it, but it huh? tasted good <laughs> to what I was able to taste out of it. Um, which is, you know, it's enough for me to try it again. I mean, it was, it's smooth. It, it was definitely, construction was really nice on it. I'm really excited. I only have, I only got the one sample, but I mean, I'm sure I'll get some more. Um, I'm excited to try more of them and, you know, as it goes down the line. It's exciting. You know, LFD hasn't had a new release like this in some time. So, I mean, they've had the TAAs and, and shit like that, but, um, you know, to... To go on with a full-blown new full release with this whole new brand, Solus, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. So, yeah. Um, and they were slammed. That booth was slammed. You know, get, getting right into it, that booth yeah. was slammed. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough. I made, you know, Carney and I obviously talk every day. So, you know, way in advance, I said, I want to be in there right away. Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I was in the booth. Uh, so I got all the Gomez's together and we were in, we were out and I'm so happy we did because after that, I mean, they were slant. There was a line to get into that booth. I mean, it was crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, I went there day two. Um, and we, we did get chance to interview Lito. I got to say though, I was really impressed with Lito jr. Uh, he's, I mean, apparently he's still in college, right? I don't think he's graduated yet. But Lito Junior, I, 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 yeah, I think so. I think he's yeah. He's I mean, done. And look, I've seen Lito's done a great job with it, with his kids. Is what I'm just gonna say because Tony is a true professional and he's done a great job. John I've Wick. seen him growing his. And now, now I'm seeing Lito Junior. The the kid, he's a kid, but I'm telling you, he he was a true pro in the booth, and and he he's got a commanding presence there. Uh, when when Lito retires, the company's in good hands with those two. I, I mean, Lito, I, Lito has a lot to be proud of with those two kids, really. I say kids, but I'm a lot older than them, so, yeah. I would say for Lito Jr.'s, 
I know he's been to the show before. I know he's done trade shows. Oh, I know too. But this is the first time he was. This was like you know, right? Project of his. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like I know he's been there before, but to go for the first time and do a project that he actually has some responsibility to. He did a good job. So and he's still a young kid too. So I mean, you know how that goes. And and there's and there's always room for improvement. I think he has a lot of potential, and I think you're right. I think he's gonna be good. I mean, Tony's already been doing this for some time. You know, right. even if something, even even if God forbid something happened to Lito, you know, Lito Jr. would have Tony to rely, to rely on, and I think at right. this point in the game, I think Tony's ready to take the helm at that business. Oh, so I and Tony, I think and Tony. I think Lito knows that you know, hey, if something happens tomorrow, like Tony's got it, will be the the company will be fine. I think you know between John and Tony and Inez. Um, you know, and then, you know, as Lito Jr. gets a little older and more experienced, there's, there's way, there's plenty of people in that group that can take it. I think LFD will be fine. Yeah. And look, Tony, he, Lito had him kind of go through all, when I met Tony in 2011, I actually met him in Jeff Borshowitz's office. He was a sales rep for Florida for LFD. Yeah. And, uh. And then I know after that, he went and spent time down in the factory. So he, he you know, and I imagine Lito Jr. is going to be going through a lot of this too. So it isn't like, um, you know, we've looked at what Nick Perdomo did with his son, uh, what Luis Cuevas did with Alec. By the way, Alec Cuevas, another one. If you saw him at the trade show. I did. Year, That's another what, one. What? A, and, and we interviewed him right before the trade show. And I'm like, wow, this kid is like, he's got a confidence level. And look, even if his cigar, let's say, I, I haven't smoked the cigar yet, but even if it's not good, <clears throat> I, he shouldn't be discouraged. He's, this kid has learned the business. He's, and it looks like he's learned it the right way. Um, and I think he's got another great, the Cuevas family is going to be in good hands for another generation is what I'll say with them. Yeah. Alec is very professional. He's a great kid, really smart, intelligent. Yeah. He carries himself very well. He presents himself very well. He's very educated. Yeah. You know, you, you can tell he's just, he's all around, well-rounded. Yeah. He's, he's going to be good to go. And it was funny cause I was talking to Gabriel, um, who handles all the marketing for Cas Cuevas and he, we were standing off to the side and, um, and you know, Luis was was sitting down with some people, and he goes, "It's funny." He goes, "He goes, he he's just kind of like taking a step back this show, and he's like, this is you, you know, it's your cigar, you're out.'" And he was, and 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 Alec was the one out there giving the interviews and talking to people and everything. Oh, and yeah. his dad was like, kind of like, "I can take a step back for once, because now it's your turn." And it's always nice when you get to see that. And this business is so family oriented that when you can see that next generation, you know. Taking the taking the load while the older guy kind of steps back, it's like okay, this yep. is good. You could you see the torch being passed yeah. like in real yeah. time. That is what you want to see. Um, there's a yeah. lot of that going around. Yeah, when I was at the the last TP I was at was 2020, um, and Nick Perdomo was not at that TP, but Perdomo Cigars was, and he gave I the remember. keys based. He gave the keys to Nicholas. Yep. And I went to that booth, man, and I'm telling you, they didn't miss a beat. Nicholas is right on top of things that he's he's a chip over the up block. And, and I, I said the same thing to Nick, you know, again, I'm a father who has older sons. So these kind of things I look at and, you know, and, and it's something to smile about when you see stuff like that. So, you know, I want you know, I wanted those guys to know that I, I recognized it um, because it is it is a, it is a nice thing to see. Yeah, I mean, you meant, you meant, I was just going to say, you know, you're sitting in front of the Perdomo banner. I mean, Perdomo's another one. Nicholas is, he's been around yeah. for a little while now, and he's definitely shown, um, oh, yeah. he, 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 oh, he's yeah. got a hand on this. Um, yeah. You know, I'm trying to think, there's, there's so many others. I mean, Christian Oroa oh, had, his, had his son yeah. at the CLE booth. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. he's still on the younger side, but he's there. 
Um, and yeah. I, I think that he hopes that, you know, his son, you know, eventually, um, you know, gets into that position. Uh, you know, Husto, the other Aroa brother, you know, he's got his daughters working with him in the booth. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, these people are keeping their kids involved in the family yeah. business, which is oh, what you want to see. Yeah. Hochi Blanco's son, uh, Jose Manuel. Yep. Uh, I spent time. With, I didn't spend time with him this year, and that's because they were busy. But I spent time with him last year. Another. Uh, I, I wrote about this in my pregame series. This this industry is very. In, the next generation is starting to come. We're starting to see a bit of that. Um, and I think, for the most part, um, it looks pretty good. Uh, you know, Eric Espinosa's son wasn't there, by the way, uh, because his wife had a baby. Right. So he had a, Eric Espinosa became a grandfather. He had a legitimate excuse. Uh, yeah. Yep. So you know. Uh, and in fact, the, the, when I saw Eric walking into the the Venetian on on uh, the uh, the night of trade show, he he just gotten word she was in labor, so he was very excited about that. So while we're talking about passing the torch with some of these yeah. uh, big companies, let, let's talk a little bit about one that um, is a little bit more new uh, that we've only been seeing in the last couple of months, and that is mm -hmm. over at the Arturo Fuente booth. Now, Carlos Fuente the third, uh, I met him. Carlos's well. son. How could has, he was? has now been starting to surface on social media. He was at the trade show. He was in the booth. Uh, I, I think that he's also still in school, and I think he's I think he's almost done. I think he, I think he's got, like, another semester or so left. Yep. Um, but, you know, he's seen some scenes. He's been on social media posting some photos. He's had some photos of him with, with his dad in the factory, the one of the tobaccos. You know, are, are, we, are we right to assume that now, okay, Carlito is going to try to groom him as, like, all right, you're – you're up. I mean, this is this is gonna be you. I, I spent time with them before you got like after the like when you were doing the. I guess you were over doing dinner at the after the wedding, uh, and then I was over at Bar Luca the the one night I sacrificed going to Bar Luca, and um, Carlito came in with his son, uh, and and actually if you saw I have a picture with, with the two of them, um, but Carl, sure. yeah, I met I met the kid as well, and 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 another one, another one we we should he should have been mentioned as well with, with him. I think they'll be. Again, this kid's the demeanor. You could just see it. You could see his confidence. Uh, and Carlito told me, he said, this kid's going to go through all the ropes, though, before he takes this over. Like, he's going to put him through the paces. So uh, he's not just going to give him keys to a new car here. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to have to work it. Um, and Carlito's very confident, you know, having a guy like Ciro uh, working alongside him, too. Oh, yeah. Ciro, Ciro is his main guy. Oh yeah, if, if you don't know who Ciro is, I, I was fortunate enough just to get to meet him at the trade. You know, thanks to Jay. You know, Jay, oh. Jay actually introduced me to Ciro at the trade show, uh, and and getting to know more about Ciro. I mean, Ciro plays a huge part in the way yeah. Arturo Fuente is run. What, what's funny when I came back from the Dominican Republic on the on the Fuente tour, I had never met Ciro. I spent a lot of time with Ciro those two days, and all I'm talking about to my wife is Ciro this, Ciro that. My wife's like. Is Ciro like your lover or something? She's like, you know, it's like I, I was like, like, like Ciro fanboy, you know. And I said, no, I just really hit, I just love this guy. I really hit him off, and you know, he's a big part of what Fuente does, you know. Uh, and he's just a great person on top of that. Right. Um, did you happen to see? It, it was Ciro's birthday while we were out there. Did you happen to see what what he got for his birthday? I did not. So I was at the Arturo Fuente booth with Jay. Um, I think it was Sunday. And I see someone come into the booth with this giant Louis Vuitton bag. And I'm like, what the hell is that? A big bag from Louis Vuitton. And then someone comes out with it, and they give it to Carlito. And then I see Carlito with the bag, and he goes to the Padron booth. And I'm like, what's going on? What's he giving George Padron, like, a Louis Vuitton, like, 
commemorative present or something because of the and then Ciro's over there and Ciro's opening it and there's like he opens it up there's like a Louis Vuitton bag or something inside and he tells him like no look in the bag look in the bag and he like opens the bag and um he there's something in there and he's like unwrapping it unwrapping it and I can't remember if it was like I think uh Jason I, I actually think it was an Iron Man statue I don't think it was a transformer. I think it was an Iron Man statue and 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 I was like oh that's peculiar i'm like maybe still really like and then carlito was like this is just so that he always knows that he's he's my uh he's my superhero and i was like wow oh that was cool i actually like really liked that i was like wow that's really cool i like that that was really nice that was like chill up luciano didn't show up they had an appointment schedule yeah, well, so Luciano, if you're just tuning in, um, I did. <laughs> you have an excuse. <laughs> I I did cover this like right out of the gate. Uh, unfortunately, um, our trade show, our trade show experience got very jumbled, and we lost a lot of time. Um, and part of that was Nicole not feeling well, um, and we had to lose time because of that. And then it ended up being I ended the trade show solo just trying to make up ground by myself with no video, just trying to go around and, and, and get what I could. Um, you know, and, and Friday was, 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 we were in a, we were in a bad place too. Um, so un unfortunately, yeah, there was a lot of people that we didn't get to. There was a lot of people we missed, uh, that we, we did not plan on missing, um, which we're, we're very disappointed about. And, um, it, it, to be, to be, and everyone's like, ah, oh, you guys did great. And, but it, Coop knows how I am, though. Um, it, it'll still, it'll still bother me to my core for as long as I live. I'll look back and go, 2022 was the year of the bad trade show for me. It'll, I'll just never let it go. Uh, and, it, and it's for reasons like this. You know, there are people like Luciano who we were very excited to see and meet with and shoot with, and it, it didn't happen uh, for a lot of reasons beyond our control. And we ha we got a lot of stuff, all things considered, and that's great, and I'm proud of what we do have, but all I can think about is what we don't have. And, uh, yeah, it's going to eat at me for a while. And yeah. uh, all I can do is just use yeah. that as motivation to have a better show next year. But, yeah, I, I unfortunately uh, – and I'll, I'll say it on the air. Yeah. I apologize to Luciano because, um, yeah, that, that show did not go any way as how, how we planned. It, it, it happens. Um you know, in one year, I got a migraine on the trade show floor. It was 2014, and I went home for an afternoon. Uh, it was only about, like, three hours, right? But um, I, at the time, Viaje was there, and Andre Farkas, who's a good friend of mine. He wasn't at the trade show this year. I miss you, Andre. Oh, he was. He actually was, but he wasn't. The, he just kind of showed up. And Andre, I said, Andre, he goes, why did you come? I said, Andre, I had a migraine. I couldn't be on the floor. And he... To this day, he's like, well, everything he'll always remember. Yeah, 2014, you didn't come to my booth. I'm like, I keep telling you, I had a migraine. I'm like, <laughs> and I was doing a solo back then. Uh, so, you know, it, it's tough. We we miss people every year. What we've tried to do is in, in previous years is if we miss you, we certainly try to get you on the show at some point to talk about your stuff. We always open up the Coop show for the virtual trade show as well mm -hmm. for that same reason. And, and look, frankly, if companies are communicating with us throughout the year in some sort of a form um, and responding to us, we're going to make every effort to get to your booth. But if you're the kind of company that's only going to talk to us four days a year, 
you're not going to get priority. I just can't do that. It's not fair to the companies that are talking to us through the whole year. And I get a couple of those people who just say, hey, come to my booth. And like, let's, you don't respond back to me all year. And now you want me to come to your booth. So, yeah, if, I mean, I, and I, I kind of, you know, what that's you like, that you know, what that's and, like, yeah. And, and, you know, Luciano and Ace Prime was one of those people on that list of like, they're getting priority. Sure. Um, I mean, they've been, I mean, it's a shame you couldn't come out to the house Tuesday, Matt. Mm. Uh, Luciano put on a clinic for us that it, we have a video we shot of it, and Jay was there for it. Um, in fact, it was so hot though outside the camera, the camera overheated, and we had to put it in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't I'm doubt telling it. you, and Luciano's gonna be on with Bear tomorrow. I think he's also gonna be on Meet the Professor tomorrow. You guys need to watch this guy. Um, he is the real deal. And I believe he's the next great in our industry, and and um, I'm not just saying it because he's in the chat room. Uh, I I just no, I I've heard nothing but great things. That's my next cigar. Just you know, yep. I've heard nothing but great things. I I I met Luciano at TPE. Yeah. Um, you know, Nicole Nicole's been fortunate enough to know some people that that know him personally through work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, and and again, I I I apologize to to Luciano and the others that we didn't get to because unfortunately, just half of our trade show time was was. And we. We limited it too, like I said, because we knew COVID at that point was spreading around. You know, we couldn't, yep. we didn't want to do more. But yeah, that was, but yeah. You um, know, and Nicole felt really bad. And I kept telling her, like, she kept apologizing to me. And I'm like, don't apologize to me. It's not your fault. Like, this is, no one knew this was, you can't control this. This is beyond our control. It just is what it is. And, you know, and unfortunately, uh, it, it happened. And, you know, it sucks, and, and that's another reason why we said, like, we're never going just the two of us again because, God forbid, it, it, you know, if we bring four people, you know, if one goes down, we st- we still got some people. It's oh, not we, like if one goes we, down, we had, I, I can't shoot by myself. Trust me, I tried. It, 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 uh, we had that we had that issue this year. Like I said, Aaron couldn't get out till day two, and we had to adjust. Um, That's what we had, and we had to go back. We had to go back for the batteries. We had to adjust. So, I mean, the one thing I was really impressed with, with the guys who – they work alongside me. They don't work for me. They, they're alongside me is what I like to say. We just each are different. It may be cool, but we each have a different set of responsibilities. The fact that these guys pivoted the way they did um, was amazing. Um, and they were, you know, like, look, if we were off schedule, they pivoted. Uh, so I think, you know, that's a key thing when you, when you start bringing in a multi-person team. Uh, and and I, I could have asked for better support with these guys. Yeah, I know, and and that's like the, honestly the the I think looking back, um, you know those issues, you know those things happen, and, and it's hard to pivot when it's like the biggest weakness yeah. I had was just being just two people, and that's why Nicole and I were like, we got a four man team coming next time, and we, I mean, that 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 alone can solve the issues that we ran into that maybe were beyond our control, but if we had more people, we would have been okay. Yeah. Um, you know that it's it, it's hard when you when 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 you get two people well, and one goes down, yeah. and then you don't have that other person to help you film. I I tried shooting by myself. It was it's it's difficult. It, oh, because, you can't uh, you can't do it. No, it, it, it's yeah. and, and everyone who says yeah. like yeah you can it yeah no go, go to PCA by yourself next year and shoot the whole yeah. thing by yourself. The, then the come back. You do, can come yeah. on the show and tell me. Oh, I did it by myself. So it, it, it's it's way harder than, than people realize. There's so much that goes into it. It's not like on your phone you click and shoot. When you're dealing with the kind of stuff that we do with you know professional cameras, it's, it's, it, there's a lot to keep an eye on. It's it's difficult. 
the stuff we do for free samples. I mean, I just tell you. <laughs> the stuff you do for free samples. You're I mean, here we for go, free samples. We ran back and got batteries so we could get those free samples. Yeah. We we you know, we basically like cut traffic off ran red lights and to get free samples. I just uh, you know. Nicole Nicole went and got Nicole got several Nicole bags went. of IV fluid and B12 shots in her arm just so she could salvage whatever we could from the trade show. Yeah. So, well, but Matt, don't get discouraged with with it. I had a disastrous trade show in 2017. I won't even recap that. Um, it we all. I mean, Charlie, I think once talked about a disastrous trade show half wheel had. We all have it. Um, and the thing is, um, it's funny because people probably won't even notice it. That that honestly, and you, you learn from it and you get better from it. And I think if you don't have that, sometimes you take a little step back. Maybe you take a you'll take more steps forward. And that's what I found happened after the 2017 disaster. Um. So so yeah. Yeah, it definitely was a learning experience. Um. Yeah. You know, all we can do is just issue to have a better show next time. That's really all I can do. I mean, and yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's been. So a, I mean. Yeah. It is what it is. It's part of life. It's part of it's part of the experience. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. you know, you 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 know, if 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 I had my bad my bad show this early in the game, hopefully that means that the rest of my shows for at least the next you know ten years are on point because I had that bad show now. So that's mm -hmm. all I can that's all I can do is hope for that and and hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about on the trade show. Let's talk about yep. things that you know we've we've talked a little about things that we liked briefly. Um, I know you guys did your five expectations of the show, the things you want to see. Now that you've been to the trade show, what are your what are your like four or five things that you actually did find were were some of the best at the show? Um, you know, for the most part, I went through the list that we I did, and I I again uh, Cuba Aliados was my top cigar. Um, I have not smoked it yet, but I could just tell you my visit to the Oliva booth confirmed that this is that this is going to be the real deal. It's going to be a big impact. Um, you know, so that was, but you know, what's interesting that the cigars, I think, and he's in the room, but I don't care. I'm going to say Mas Igneous and Maria Lucia were two big surprises for me. Okay. Um, Maria Lucia wasn't on my list cause it was a more limited one, but Mas Igneous is one I missed. And to say it was my cigar of the show is an understatement. I smoked that cigar every day. That's I got, I managed to get my hand weasel enough samples from Luciano on that. Um, and I'm telling you, Mas Ignis is this. This is me show, smoking a cigar over and over again in Vegas, which is very unusual. I've never done that with any blend before. Um, and you know, it, to me, that cigar, I think people are just gonna love it. There's there's a rich chocolate taste you're gonna get in the in the second. That second third is just epic, is what I'm gonna tell you. Um, and again, I'm smoking this in the desert and in the heat and. Imagine what it's gonna be like when I when when, when I'm smoking under the more ideal conditions, um, with that. So that was that was a very, very big surprise. Um, Esteban Carreras did a cigar called Taken from the Devil's Hand. It's their first Corojo release. I like Esteban Carreras. They, every they only do their releases every year at the trade show. They do one release. They don't pre-announce the release, and they usually put out a solid cigar. But this is one of, I smoked it last night on the Dojo show. A lot. This was a this was a real solid release that they had, and it's one I think you should keep an eye on as well. So you know those were pretty good. I did uh, manage to smoke uh, the new Allegiance by E.P. Carrillo. Mm -hmm. That's the one uh, that Oliva did for them. I think that's you know again in the I think that was I think that's got a lot of great potentials. What I'm gonna tell you. 
I liked it. Um, you know, I didn't get any of that negative, like, show sample type of malaise on it. So um, that was another one. So that was one that I think – that was a – there was a question about what was like Irvingus, the the last minute show release that surprised you, and it was the EP Carrillo Allegiance for sure. I'm sorry, say that again. I was reading the comments. No, so uh, there was a question from Irving, like, what was your favorite last minute show release, right? Yeah, and it was the EP Carrillo Allegiance uh, for sure. Again, I only had one sample, it was a show floor sample. It it left a positive impression on me. So I think from that standpoint. I think it's got a lot of potential. To be honest with you, because we, I've, you know, we've been sick since. Yeah, I, first of all, I is the other thing. I don't smoke show samples in Las Vegas. I won't do it. I will put them in a travel humidor, and I will bring them home, and I will let them sit before I smoke them. So, having said that, there's that. Plus, we've been sick, so I haven't been wanting to smoke too much of the new stuff until I know that it, I'm at 100% because I want to make sure that I have the best experience possible when I try a new cigar, especially when I only have one sample. Um, it's not like I have three, like a review, and, uh, well, and the next one will be good. So uh, this is, uh, like, the Solus I had the other night with Carney, and then the Rocky Patel Edge 20th anniversary. These are the only two brand-new cigars that are not out yet from the show that I've had. So I really can't speak too yeah. much on what's new that I was like, wow, I really like this. Because I've chosen to wait until I can yeah. accurately try them. So far, I will say both of these cigars were good. I like the Solus. The uh -huh. Rocky Patel Edge 20th is good. Um, I'm still smoking through this one, so I, I can't really give a full analysis. But the Solus was good. Um, I'm really excited to smoke more of them. Because, um, I mean, this again, great, when you, when you, yeah, when you try something, I mean, yeah, you can smoke something once and it's great. But trying it like three times... As you know, I mean, you review, you'll get a real feel for it once you smoke it three times. So I'm really excited. Like these two, I'm excited to try a couple more times and just see how, you know, they, they fare over multiple smokes because they are good. They have a lot of potential. The other thing, too, to remember, Coop, and you can speak to this. One thing to remember is a lot of these show samples that you see of these new cigars that are, like, you know, not out yet. They only got to the they only got to the trade show. Like the, the companies only got them, like, ready to, like, you know, be banded and hand out, like, within, like, a week or two of the trade show a lot of times. You'll hear that a lot. Of, oh, we, well, we just got them on Wednesday. Like, I went over to, um, I actually, I have one right here. I went over to uh, Crux, and Crux has their new cigar. Uh, I have it right here. I believe it comes out this fall. The Albano. Yep. Uh, Sam was like, I, I literally just put the bands on these before I gave them to you. Yeah, he's like they like were like they're don't brand smoke. new. Yeah, he's like don't smoke yeah, them. They are brand new. Yeah, and I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't review show samples now. People say, well, why do you ask for show samples? Well, I don't because I'm not supposed to, right? Um, but you do want to have be able to see, touch, smell, and taste the product to some extent, so we can talk intelligently when we're coming out of a trade show. And then you know what? We see something like a Mas Ignis come along, or this Labajou. And we say, you know what? We got to target the. We got to make sure these cigars are procured and reviewed, especially like a Maria Lucio, which is going to be more limited. We got to make sure we get that cigar right. Mm. So, oh yeah, it is. It is. It is important that we do get the samples. I don't review them, but it was funny. I saw a couple of lists last year where I know they were smoking the show sample, um, and a good example was the um, the cigar was the was the Bass Reeves by Protocol. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And the, and, and the band said Bass Reese on it, right? So I know that, and it, that's what they had on the list, and I know that's what they the based sample it on. band like, that wasn't the final. It the was sample the band, paper, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I'm gonna tell you something. There's some companies that the blend they do tweak these blends after the show. First of all, there's some companies that will maybe give you something that isn't the show sample. Now, this happened to me last year. Now, they, they disclosed it. Um, they, uh, Cavalier had the Prospector cigar. Uh, and, and then um, Sebastian hands it to us. We light it. And then he says, guys, just to let you know, I'm giving you a cigar to smoke, but that's not the blend. It's going to completely change next year. I just wanted to give you something to smoke. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, things, things. And it, that cigar didn't come out for till almost another year later. So. You, you do want to be real careful with, with show samples uh, when you're smoking. It is important because I think retailers, they want to know what they're bringing in. Um, right. You want to know what you're buying. There weren't any duds this year, Matt, that I had. That's the one thing I'll say. This was – I mean, despite the fact that we're not – I didn't have a cigar that I chucked this year. Really? Like, I didn't have that. Let me ask you a question. Hold on. How, uh, many, uh -huh. how many new cigars slash show samples have you smoked to this point? About getting... twelve. Twelve. About okay. 12, but about eight. But about seven of them, I smoked off the trade show floor. Okay. So it's because day one I didn't even smoke because I was doing pictures and writing. I didn't have a hand to smoke, right? So I didn't smoke a heck of a lot on the trade show floor. So it was back at the compound, uh, and then I smoked a lot of Massignius. Massignius is one of the twelve, but I smoked that. I liked that so much I kept smoking it, right? So. Uh, it was just to me. I fell in love with that cigar. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It, and by the way, the bad news, Luciana, it's not eligible to my 2023 list. That's the bad news. But um, but that's okay. That's it gives a chance to, for me to really see how that cigar performs. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's and again, this is another reason why I don't like to smoke the new stuff. Um, or sometimes if someone's like, hey, no, I want you to smoke one, I'll be like, all right, I'll smoke one. But but like, if you want, like, I'll take another one to have later when we're not here. And I can yeah. get more accurate taste of what this yeah. is going to be because I don't like to judge anything on the floor. Yeah, Won't but do there's it. always that cigar last like every year that we smoke and we walk away from the booth and chuck it, right? Now I didn't see a lot of my guys doing that this year either. I didn't, like I said, I didn't smoke a lot on the floor, but none of them were chucked, and none of them afterwards were chucked. But uh, I'm just saying, it's it seems like what was despite everything we heard, supply chain problems, getting. It seemed like what was handed out uh, is not has not been too bad this year. Jay, I'll take your ten. I'll raise you twenty and say Saka Khan instead. Saka Khan, Saka Khan. That that's that's what I'll. That's how I respond to that comment. I'll raise you. Another now 10. I smoke. I smoked the Saka Khan, the JR fiftieth. Okay, I thought it was. I didn't think it was the best me Karita. It was like an 89, right? Really? But I didn't think it was, yeah. I didn't think it was better than Tricky Traka, and I didn't think it was better than Mikarita Blue. But it's not, 89 is not a bad cigar. No. It's just, I would, I would not put that Mikarita Black ahead of the others. And I've smoked a production version of it because that was the one that went to JR. JR, excuse me. Um, I smoked it. Actually, I'm sorry. So I've had three. I did actually, I smoked the Mikarita Black. Um, I really liked that cigar. Like you I liked it better than did you like it better than a tricky Traka or blue? Me, I did. Okay, I didn't. Now it's to me, but that's okay because that's how this works. It, that's how now just something has to be third is what I say. You know, of the three, but an eighty nine is not like eighty nine. Like you know, 
people think it's a death sentence, right? It's not. An 89 is a is a rock-solid score. It's just a little short of contending for a top 25 spot. But that's how we don't we don't inflate the scores, so... Nicole Nicole tries to like stir the pot here. She says Matthew's not a huge soccer fan too. I wouldn't say that I'm not a huge soccer fan. Um, I like Steve a lot, and I know he does a great job. I just I don't I just find myself not smoking a lot of soccer stuff. Um, the Mi Carita line I would say is solid. I did I was really impressed by the Paladin to Saka last year. Um, I know you were. That, I, was, that one didn't wow me. That one uh, that one wowed me too. See, that's funny because now that's two cigars that really wowed me that didn't yeah. super wow you. Um, so, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I, this is like the second new-ish thing that Hisaka has come out with. And I'm like, wow. So it's not that I, I don't have a bad taste in my mouth for soccer at all. Yeah. I just I just don't find myself smoking his stuff on the reg, which we've talked about. And this happens. You know, people get into the certain smoking habits that they have. But... The last few releases he's had, like I feel the rope around my waist pulling me into DTT, where I'm like, I gotta get in there and start smoking more because every t the last few times I've had something, I'm like, holy shit, this is good, and I just I'm getting pulled into the soccer realm, um, which is interesting because and that and we've talked about this. This is how, this is how this shit happens. Like there's just trends and there's patterns and phases you go through as you smoke, and like I haven't been smoking a lot of Steve Saka stuff. But now I'm like getting pulled into the pond, and I'm like, ooh, now I want to start going towards soccer. A lot of it's a lot of, yeah, a lot of it's just who we're interacting with too, and access, and you know, uh, I think you're gonna be having soccer on your show pretty soon, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, he's coming on into September. You know, so a lot of times too, and this is not, you know, sometimes, you know, when you have people on the show, I know I spend some time smoking their cigars before the show, you know, so. Sometimes if you're not interacting as much and, and you just don't have an opportunity to do it, doesn't mean that, that you're ignoring the line. Yeah, I, I they said I can see I've gotten pulled into some some brands too over the years, uh, over time. So perfect example, right? Let me let me just pause for a second. Do you remember yeah. a few months ago when I came out and I said I've been a horrible friend to John Carney and I had to start smoking more LFD? That was another right. perfect example. Like everyone knows, it's no secret that I'm very close with John. Okay. He was your best uh, man. He was your best man, and my best uh, man, one of my best friends. Yeah. And yeah. I, there was like a eight, nine yeah. month period. I really wasn't smoking yeah. a lot of LFD, and I just, and I'm like, I like LFD too. And I'm like, I, I came out and I shamed myself in public, and I said, I haven't been smoking LFD. I've been a bad friend, and I've been a bad customer of LFD. And now I've been like, I need to get back into LFD. Yeah. It's not because you do it on purpose. It just kind of happens. You, like you said, it's, it's sometimes you're just in yeah. a circle with certain people you're you're talking to, and you kind of get roped into there, and then you kind of just you end up you find like a dozen cigars that you're really into, and then you just kind of keep smoking through that rotation because you're just really into those. You, there's there's so many brands, and out of those so many brands, there's so many cigars that they all make that it's hard to be into all of them at the same time, right? Yeah, because there's so yeah. many fucking cigars. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I know Dan from McAuliffe very well. I feel bad I don't smoke more of his stuff. Um, I actually made a point of smoking some of his stuff the last few days. The um, the issue is is the brick-and-mortar that has it. Uh, well, now it is one close to my house, so I don't have an excuse. But for a long time, the brick-and-mortar was further away. But now now it's just – now now I have no excuse because it, it is up the block from me. Um, but so that I, that would be I mean, my answer to that because it's not just yeah. it's not just Dunbar. Yeah. It was LFD this year, the first the first, you know – 
I, up until what, like June, end of yeah. May. But nine months before that, I really wasn't smoking a lot of LFD, uh, which is weird because I normally do. Um, but like now, like as I said, like now you, you you start to realize these things though, and you go, oh shit, I got to get back into these brands. And then you kind of circle back. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's a new release that comes out because, hey, it's something new. It catches your attention. And then you go back. And then as you're smoking that, you're like, oh, shit, let me revisit everything else they have. And then that that's that's how the whole thing yeah. changes. And it's we've talked about this before. There's patterns and there's trends that people go through as a smoker. Is like, well, what am I smoking right now? And it's a question I don't think people get asked enough uh, when it's like, hey, what are you smoking right now? And people will tell you. And you ask them six months later, I'll bet you. I'll bet you every single cigar on that list six months later looks very different. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at Half Wheel's consensus, right, and it has its, we have a, this critics you could say about the people who make that list that are, get cigars in their hand. Like the, so the, media, the cigars that make that list come from media lists, right? And the media tends to smoke what they get their hands on. Um, and, that's that's what happens. I mean, it's just there's no there's no way around that, right? It's just if you're if you're not interacting with the media, you're not gonna make the half wheel list. It's just there's no way around that. Um, you know, and even if you look at like, and I go, I harp on press releases. I did an article a few years ago that showed the companies that did press releases were the ones that were landing on cigar aficionados lists and half wheels lists and coupe lists. So, um, it's communication is a key thing too. Coop, um, Chris Gomes had a question in the chat. Uh, you've smoked a lot more. I've only had three samples from the show, and I've liked them all so far, more or less. Um, so I'll ask you this question because you had like twelve. I think that's fair. Which sample have you smoked that you had low expectations for, but was actually pretty good? Oh, that's a good question. Give let me give me a minute or two to think about that one. Okay, that's fair. Okay, yeah, I will answer that. Uh, I'll come back and answer that one for sure. Like I said, I think it made more sense to float it to you because you've already had like about a dozen of them. Yeah, I yeah. haven't smoked enough because the three that I went into, I mean, more or less, I expected to be good. I mean, LFD, a Mikarita, a Rocky. I mean, usually those three brands they don't disappoint. Uh, I had high hopes for. I'll give you one. Okay, Gurkha's Gurkha's Collection Especial. Oh, I think I have one. That was a good cigar. The that white one. Very good. Yeah, the white band one. The that new one, the limited. Good. Yep. I think yep. I have it. Let me look. Yeah, it has the light. It has a, the lighter, the lighter wrapper on it. It might not be in this case. I have two cases um, with samples. Yeah, I, I was definitely. I have the pure evil. Oh no, I do have it. It's right here. I do have it. I do have it. It's yep. right here. Yeah, I would say that one was the one that surprised me. If I can get, if I can dig it out. Since Dan is watching, that at one side of this is all. Um, is all uh, Magdalia Special Editions um, all stacked up I did, on one I side. I smoked some little A's, actually. It was really oh, – lowercase A's. I'm sorry. Lowercase A. Uh, they were really good. Great little smoke. That's going to be a monster hit for them, I think. Monster hit. That little A. A little, I keep calling it little A. Lowercase A, Dan. I'm sorry. I should Lowercase A. Lowercase A. Yeah, lowercase A. Yeah. This. Uh, you know, there was a couple – there was um the other one that was surprising – Um. Was the but I had smoked it before the show, so it's unfair. But the Terra Nova, but uh, that United's distributing is really good. That is a really good one. But I had that one before the show, but it was kind of you know they they kind of soft launched at a TPE, and now they were showcasing it more here. 
Um, again, because you wouldn't, ex- it's it, it's kind of a value price cigar, but it smoked it smoked great. Um. Oh, another one. I got another one. Can I give you another one? Yeah, absolutely. Toscano. This also came out before the show. Toscano Master Blend Three. Uh, I haven't. I haven't had that one yet. Best fire cure cigar I've had. Yeah. Uh, that cigar has got real potential uh, for an end of year list. That's how good it is. It's the best Toscano I've had. Which one? The number three. The mas- the, the master the master series three. Yeah. Because remember, just to make this clear, there's one. Master two, A's. Master A's. The master, master A's, A's is is three different blends. Number number three. Number three. Number three. Yeah. Okay. But I had had that one before the show as well. Um, I am excited to try that. I, as you know, some people look with Toscano. I feel like people either like you like it or they just talk shit about it. I like Toscano. It's not an everyday smoke for me. And and I've told Michael this. Look, it's not an everyday cigar for me. And I think he kind of knows that's the deal. But like, there's a time and a mood and in a in a in a place for it. Like when you're just you're in the mood for one of those because it is different. Yeah. It's not the same as yeah. you know your standard premium cigar. But when you're in the mood for one, if you like those, I mean, they hit the spot. Yeah. Um, there is a time and a place when I'm like, you know what? I'm in the mood for Toscano. Uh, even Carney. I mean, when we had Michael on the show a few months ago, uh, he got a bunch of Toscanos. And he was like, I haven't smoked to Toscanos in a while. But he was like all into Toscano for like that two weeks. He was like Nick rip, he was ripping Nick through Nick Perdomo was into it. Yeah. Nick Perdomo was into it. He was at the – last year, we were at the booth, and Nick Perdomo came over. And he's, you know, he's talking. He says – and I said – Someone got Nick goes. I like Toscano. You know, Nick's a guy. People think he just smokes Perdomo. He's there. I goes. I like Toscano cigars. And he goes, I like these guys. It's like it was really cool to see that. Do you remember in the um? Do you remember in the hand roll documentary when they were talking about Toscano and mm-hmm. um? They were. It was Hirochi Robiana and um, was it his dad that they interviewed separately after, too? Yeah. It's something about, like, they were asking why, like, the, the, the bugs don't eat the leaves that they grow for Toscano, and he was like, oh, it's because they don't eat shit. And I was like, you know what? That's such a bullshit statement to make because, I mean, like, and again, that's why I said, like, some people, you either like them or you shit talk them because they're different, and you're like, Neh. yeah, they're Like, they are different than, like, what we're smoking now, but, like, when you're in the mood for one, like they hit the spot, they're good for what, they, what for what they are in their in their own category. They don't score well on coupe because they're not very complex, is what I find. Yeah, right. They tend to be very one dimensional. But the Master Eight Three um, had a lot going on with that cigar, is what I'll say. And it's a hundred percent fire cured that cigar, which is which is a rarity. So, uh, Nicole, uh, I don't, I kind of missed the the dialogue, but I'll follow up to whatever Nicole's saying. I did have the Abuelo from United, and I thought it was very good. It had a lot of notes. It, made my li- it was on my it was on my list last year. It was it on our top I, it was in our thirty list last year, and uh, or twenty five. It was on our twenty five list, and uh, a lot of notes of cedar, brown sugar, and graham cracker. It was very very good. Um, yeah, Nicole, yeah. It, was, it was a graham cracker. Yeah, that graham cracker note, I would agree with on that. I smoked uh, like three great. of them, and they all it was like it was like eating like fresh graham cracker out of the box. It was amazing. But you know, to Jay's point, you know, not every cigar hits everyone the same. You know, so I could just tell you the cigars that you know people love that I just don't get. So it it happens. Uh, I, mean, I can tell you, you know, the Hoya Dos Cientos is a good example. Everyone loved that cigar. I mean, it just it was okay. I thought it was okay. I thought I thought it was like, mm. yeah, it was all right. I didn't think it sucked. Yeah. It wasn't like throw it in the tray. Yeah. 
But it wasn't like, wow, this has to be in my top five. Yeah. I mean. And, um, yeah, I I agree. But, you know, to Mitchell's point, uh, Bo is 100% Honduran. And Mm. I do agree with Mitchell on this. Honduran Puros are hit or miss. There's no, I don't think there's a gray area when it comes to it. Uh, and he follows up like the Aldino Corojo Reserva was a miss for me. It gets rave reviews. See, it was my cigar of the year. It was my cigar of the year. I really like that cigar. I think that's a great cigar. But it's different in different sizes. So uh, I True. think the Robusto is by far the best size. The number four Corona, which is the limited, is my least favorite of them. I agree. So I agree. Yeah, the Robusto is better. And the number four, I know a lot of people like a lot. I know some of my shops up here, they love it's the strong. number four size. Yeah, yeah, it's strong. the number four size just doesn't do it for me, um, but the robusto all day long. Yeah, and that's why you know we oh. and we talked about this on the last couple of shows we've had about the size thing. Size matters, yeah. and the reason why is because yeah. you know it's not like everyone's like, oh, well, it's the same cigar, it's a different size. Well, what makes it different is the amount of tobacco that's in it too. You know, and the leaf how, placement in the leaf placement, <laughs> how long yep. it burns. There's a lot of factors. So when you look at like one blend, quote unquote. And it's got five sizes. Those five cigars are going to taste very different from each other. You're going to have similarities because it's the same tobacco types, more or less. But the way the leaves are placed, like Coop said, the the amount, you know, the bigger the ring gauge, the more tobacco's in it. So, you know, you're talking about a Corona versus a a 6x60, very different. You know, you're going from this much tobacco to this much tobacco. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's dramatically different. Some blenders, they try to get their sizes all to smoke the same, and others don't. They, they purposely leave it like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's different with every line is what I'll tell people, too. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Everyone has their own style when they blend. Like you said, some people, they try to make them all similar, so that way no matter what you grab, it all tastes the same. And then some people are like, no, I want them all to smoke how they smoke. You know what? Let's stop and pause for a second on that. How do you feel it should be? Do you think that they should all taste the same? Or do you believe that, you know what? The size does matter enough where I want to be able to have different experiences with every size because, and again, this is where it comes to like reviews and the lists. You know, people don't usually list like, oh, blah, 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 whatever. It's always blah, 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 the Toro and blah, 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 the Robusto. They're specifically placed by size. Uh, And there's a reason for that. I would say, in my opinion, if I had to like have it one way or the other, I'd rather them all be different for that reason. Because they're all very different, more or less, and you yeah. can have different experiences. Yeah. When they all taste uh, the I, same, I, I understand the mentality. Like, oh, well, if you like this one, you'll like that one. Yeah, but you know what? You might find two cigars that are different, and maybe you like both of them for different reasons. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm with you on that one. Uh, every cigar, like one thing that I do different on Coop than most other websites is when a line extension comes out, it's a new cigar. So it is, it is li- like, so if the list, it's line's been out 10 years, right? And they release a new size. Guess what? That new size is eligible for my list. It's considered a new cigar because of the fact that we just talked about that. You know, we just talked about, uh, but I also think it's the blenders, it's the, the blender's choice, uh, what his vision for the line is. So maybe he just has a profile that he wants to have that. That's got a single profile, and he wants to just permeate that across different sizes. That's certainly his right to to do that. So to blend it like that. But I agree. I like a little more of the variety. You know, ch- changing up. You know, 
the Crux the Connoisseurs are a great example. Like the number two size, a cigar of the year. But I like some of those other sizes. But you know, the number three is a lot more spicier than the number two. You know, so, even uh, when even when Nicole's not here, she's trying to keep us on track. So she's she's trying to rope us back into the show. Which well, we that's should. why we have a yeah. By the way, yeah. By the way, I noticed she changed her name very quickly. It was like, good good job. Yeah, no, she was excited. You know, she she yeah. you know. I told was... my daughter, I said, uh, you got to change your name quick. She's like, why? I said, show you know respect to the husband. You know? So, uh, but but what a cool last name, obviously. Yeah. Uh, she had she had, had a cool one. last name, and then she gets it. Now she got even a cooler one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but no. So uh, this is a good you know thoughts on um on the parties. Well, maybe uh well, I didn't. I, really... I don't know if I can comment on most of them, but I I could talk a little. I mean, you went to the Aroa party. We unfortunately didn't make it to that one. Um, yep. Nicole wasn't feeling well, and we decided to kind of stay back. Um, I So I can't really speak on those either. Thoughts on the Padron Fuente release? So that was an interesting one. Um, we didn't go to we didn't go to the unveiling. We 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 were we tied up. We, we were tied up, as I said, trying to play catch up. Um, so we we weren't able to to get to it. Um, so unfortunately, we, we saw Sunday, the crowd, and we just we're not going to get anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Sunday Sunday was that only solid day we had, so we were so busy just trying to catch up the missing yeah. ground from from Saturday. Yeah. We couldn't make it to that like when it was happening. And by the time we got over there, the crowd was so big. I'm like, we're never gonna, we're never gonna see anything. So, um, wouldn't, but we got wouldn't to see it after. Better, yeah, I think that would have been better if they could have wheeled that into the hall. Yeah, and just it had an audience like that with it. I mean, it's it's Monday. Mo- nothing like this has ever happened at a trade show before. So uh, at that, so I don't fault anyone. But it, what happened is. There were media guys there 45 minutes before the unveiling, right? I, I How about that cigar was right up front? I'm like, what time did they get here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, and that's certainly, they made that call, but I kind of figured how this, I kind of told the guys, I think this is how it's going to go. I don't think we're going to get a lot more out of it. And you know what? We'll just hit the booth afterwards. And it turned out there wasn't a lot more. It was, there was I mean, it would have been nice to hear the stories and everything, but um, we just couldn't. It was just, it was just, not enough to take that much time. We actually ended up using our time at Rocky Patel at that point, and we got like Rocky. We had quality time at Rocky because of that. So we kind of did the same thing because we knew everyone was all all the way over there. I'm like, well, then there's gonna be less traffic at some of the other booths nearby, so we used that to our advantage to get caught up on yeah. some stuff because right. um, I went to the booths that were were slammed, and then when they emptied out because everyone was over there, I'm like, well, I'm gonna grab these because I'm not getting to the epicenter of that crowd, so I'm like, I might as well use this to my advantage. Uh, but again, I was already playing the long. I was trying to play the catch-up game, so that's why I, I. I mean, I wasn't there. Justin, we were there 30 minutes early and still didn't get what we wanted. Yeah, so I mean, even look at that. Like they were there early and they were up front. They still didn't get what they wanted. So yeah, yeah it, it, it was it was a tough situation. Yeah, it was hard. Um, but kudos to them for still. You know, look, I got to take my hat off to how about that? So they 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 made the effort to do that. They probably have a little more than we're gonna have. So a lot, maybe a lot more. But that's that's what that's why we have multiple media outlets covering this show, uh, so we're not all like cookie cutter, you know, giving the cookie cutter stuff. Right. So not nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, Chris, it w- no, go ahead, finish that. I'll, I'll bring this up. Back I was done. I was done. I was just gonna say. So Chris has been inquiring about the opening night party. Uh, that party, I don't. It was not a pool party like TPE. It oh, was, I thought that he was. I thought he was talking about the party, the, the Ace Prime Crown Heads one. Oh, I don't. 
Yeah, the 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 uh, one at the expo center on Friday night. Okay. Yeah, because the, the pool. Po- I think there was a pool party thing on Sunday night. I don't think there was any pool party because there was there was that. Then on Sunday night there was the the nightclub thing at the Cosmo, which was very from what that I was what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't think a lot of people went to that one. Uh, Aurora, was, Aurora is because everyone went to Aurora, I think, that night. Yeah. Um, which was closer. I stopped into the Cosmopolitan party like early on, and there was nobody there. I didn't even see any PCA people there. So I left, um, and I left, and I went back to uh, another another um, thing that was going on. And uh, so I don't know if it, it fared well later in the night, but, I mean, it didn't seem like it. I don't think many PCA people went there. Also... Uh, from I think the general consensus is that, and I didn't find this out until right before. I think going into the show, before we even really got there, I think people thought like you couldn't smoke at the Cosmo party, and then like right before I found out, oh no, you can smoke there, and it was like, oh well, I think people think you couldn't smoke here, so I don't think anyone wanted to come, because um, it was partially outside, but I think you could still smoke inside the club too. Um, yep. So I I don't know what happened with that, but I, from what I heard, and the little I saw early on in the night, I don't think anyone really went to that party um so it, it was not like the the pool party at tpe if that's what he's talking about that that was that was a yeah insane we, thing cr- yeah that's what i heard i mean i don't think it had to say I, I didn't see and this is something i think pca can work on for next year i didn't see the buzz about that cosmo party at all on social media no there weren't a lot of people like the Aurora party had a little more buzz, but it was hard because it was dark to take pictures. Mm. But um, that had a little more. But to, the, maybe that was the same problem over at the Cosmo. But there was buzz with that TPE party. Everyone was putting pictures up that night. It was, it was just – so I think something like PCA, they took a good step with some of the social activities. I'd, I'd encourage them not to abandon it, but maybe kind of tweak it and – look at refining but i think that is an important step they're taking to try I to agree. do some nice like that yeah um so i will like i said but i think they have room to improve with that area for sure yeah i think uh like nicole said i think part of it was cosmo was out of the way and you know people didn't want to have to 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 go far you know everyone likes to stay in the palazzo yep. yeah so i think that was an issue but i also know that it's probably hard to find a venue that's just right for what you're trying to do yeah. so i get pe- it pe- yeah people like uh, but like these sit-down lounges, like eight was where the CLE party was, and there's a lot of seating there, which was good. They like that's what they like. They're on the trade show floor the whole day, um. So that's what they like. Bar Luke is another animal entirely because I think you know I was talking to Mitchell. I know he went to Bar Luca one night, and and for a guy like him who you know was in Vegas visiting coincidentally with the show, what an opportunity to get to really close interaction with a lot of manufacturers for me it's kind of run its course it's too crowded for me but you know i I went thursday night i got time with carlito so and i know we were gonna go hang out with you that night too yeah so uh carlito and george perdon were both there that night which is very unusual to see them even at a bar and they were all night they were there all night they were it's not like they stopped and made an appearance they were there like all night and, and carlito is a true celebrity this guy can't walk five feet without someone stopping him. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, and I saw him as he was approaching. It was like, it took him like 30 minutes. And, he's, and he loves people. And he'll interact with every person that, that comes up to him, you know, so. Jay had a gripe. So I, Jay had a gripe with Bar Luca, by the way. I'm going to bring this up while we're on the topic and he's here. Um, 
the first it was like the first night everyone was in town i think it was the first night he was in town because we were already there and um he goes we, we i saw him walking back towards the dorsey over on the venetian side as we were walking towards bar luca and he was like oh yeah he's like i'm leaving i'm going over the dorsey he goes because the tables and bar luca have a fifty dollar per person minimum. And he, that, goes, that, he goes. That, I'm not gonna. He goes. I'm not gonna spend fucking fifty dollars on diet coke because he doesn't drink. Were, right, so right, he's like, I'm not gonna buy fifty dollars anyway. worth of diet coke. <laughs> I I kind of understand it to some extent, right? I understand having a cover there up for the table. I do understand. Fifty dollars is gouging. I'm sorry, that's gouging. You're gonna make you're gonna make that money more up. But that and last year it was thirty, by the way. They actually, people don't know they they were doing that last year too, because they hit me up for thirty uh, when I was there last year. So, and what I I do know is when I got hit for the thirty, it was the day after the trade show ended. So yeah. Maybe they raised it to fifty, but that's you know I'm sorry, Bar. I mean Palazzo, that's that's gouging. We're, we're throwing a lot of business to you uh, with this convention here, and yeah, you know, I, I I that was ridiculous. I, I agree with Jay. It was it was it was you know. It was what it was, and, and you know what? Uh, you know, standing is not really an option for someone my age, and so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it's it, it's um, uh, we were joking the whole time that we thought like, hey, uh, everyone they they probably hate us because um, <laughs> held the smoke. You could tell, and there's so many people, and they're all smoking. And you see all the non-cigar people who are like in the hotel, like walking by to go to their room, and they're all going like, "Uh," and they're all pissed because like, "Ah, uh, there's like a all these smoking people here, and they hate it." Um, listen, if you're non if you're a non-smoker, I get it, but at the same time, I yeah. mean, it, we're it, only there a for shame. a few days. Yeah, it's a shame that you look. And here's the thing: I mean, there's talk about this thing moving to New Orleans. People better recon. People better think long and hard. Um, about that, I don't think we should go to New Orleans. I I am encouraging everyone to vote back for Vegas. Um, you, I think it's gonna be a big mistake. Uh, I remember trade shows in Vegas, uh, New Orleans. I'll say this: they they don't they're not the city's not welcoming to smokers, but the people working there are very welcoming to the convention. But you just don't have these hubs. Um, I heard Hector called uh, Bar Luca Ground Zero kind of today. Um, that's exactly what it it, it is. It is a like I said, and for people who haven't who don't get to see the industry people interacting, it is a really cool thing to see. I mean, I just will tell you that. Um, after a while, I think it wears on me at least. But but yeah, um, I think you should. I think everyone should be. You have a vote. Vote for Vegas. Stop stop complaining about the the guy thing and just go to Vegas. Yeah, I mean, you were at the press conference. I don't like it. Yeah. You yeah. we talked about this on the show on Thursday with John. I was at the press conference. You were at the press conference. Uh, the the topic did come up, and I think and and Carney actually clarified it for me. Um, you know, there was a survey that was done, and it was more or less like, all right, do you guys want to do New Orleans in April or do you want to do Vegas in July? And I think that the the survey uh, came back as we'll go to either one. Um, Vegas obviously. Things are closer together. <clears throat> I don't it's, like Vegas either. It's not my scene. But again, I've been to trade shows in New Orleans. You're gonna be you, people are gonna be upset. They're gonna they're gonna go there in April and and suddenly it's, it's they're not gonna want to be there for four days. Is my fear. Yeah. 
they're gonna, that's going to be the reaction. Like, well, do I really want to be here for four days? I think that I think they're making, but again, I think there's other factors like costs are going into this too. But I would just encourage everyone to really think about New Orleans, and because it's going to be a very different trade show. You're going to be traveling all around town, and uh, that's how it was in 2015. Yeah, I mean, I um. I haven't been to New Orleans and I haven't done that, but so I, I can't really say. Um, but from the, from the, the what I got out of it was that in New Orleans, things are a lot more spaced out, and it's just like you said, and there was um, there's not as many places to go and smoke. I think people like how you know they stay in the Venetian Palazzo. That's where the trade show is. They can stay in the casino at night. Then they can stay in there to go to the trade show floor. They don't have to venture out. New Orleans, it's going to be like a lot of driving around. It, there's going to be different spots wherever people can set up shop yeah. for the night. I don't think people are going to like that in the long run. It's going to no. be like, well, but I no. want to be with this guy, but he's over there, and then those two guys are over yeah. there. And yeah, I think you're, you're right. I think people are not going to like that. Your, your parking and Uber costs are going to be big. I'm just telling you. Um, and then maybe PCA sets something up like they do, you know, the after-hours thing, but I'm just – you know, it's not the same feel as you're not going to have the vibe of New Orleans being in a convention store hall smoking is what I'm telling you. The vibe will be different. So um, I would I would really and like I said, I personally, the way New Orleans has treated smokers, we should not be giving that city any business. We should be sending a message. They can they can put all the exemptions in they want. But the rest of the what about the, after that? All those exemptions go away. It's, it's not a place that has been friendly to our industry as a whole. You so know, I don't think we should be. Nicole's been bringing up a good point. She was like, "Why not Mohegan or Foxwoods?" And I asked Scott about this. He goes, "We looked into it, but their trade shows just their 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 convention too centers small. too too small." But she yeah, brought up they, a good point because yeah. she goes, "That's on Native American land, so technically, they can do whatever they want, really, in in regards to like the smoking yeah. and all the regulations. <laughs> they don't really fall under under the law as as long as I believe that's true. So that aspect of it, it's like, okay, great, but their convention center is also too small." It's too. We're in a position. This trade show, we're too big for a lot of these places, and we're too small for places like Vegas. We're still too small for Vegas. We're a small convention compared to most. Right. Girl, yeah, it's tough. We're in a very tough position with this thing. Yeah, it's very complicated given what it is uh, yeah. and the size of what we need. Yeah. Um, the accessibility. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're, we're going. I mean, if it's in New Orleans, but yeah. We'll go wherever it is. I mean, if it's in, you know, Seattle, Washington, I'll go. But I mean, I I hope I, I hope it's not Seattle. But you know, yeah. it's you know, we'll we'll uh, go. I mean, especially as media. I mean, because we we want to cover it. But I mean, unless it's in like you know, Pakistan, like I mean, we're going. So um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Boston won't fly, Jay. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, that's like the last place that, that show will ever take place. I mean, Atlantic City. Probably could hold it, but they're not smoker friendly. Is the problem? Yeah, yeah, so that's true too. It's, I mean, look, I thought Orlando was a great trade show. I think it's still the best trade show I ever went to. Um, I know, it, and that was a little spread out too, but it was not as bad as New Orleans because you had Corona and there were events every night in the Corona parking lot with tents. Right. Set up. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and um, I know that Tampa was being talked about too. And I forget that was but that's been withdrawn. It wasn't, from... it wasn't ready. It sounded like it w- they couldn't do it. Like Tampa's like an option down the road, but I don't think it's an option yet. It sounded like. Yeah, I couldn't remember what, what Scott the... was saying. He was saying that a lot of conventions were rebooked in a lot of these places because of the pandemic. Like c- conventions, everything just got pushed out. Yeah, and that's true too. And then, so then there's the Las Vegas Convention Center, wherein, um, which everyone bitched about. They where I know they about the Las Vegas. Well, that's where TPE is, and I know that well, they talked about that well, one. Well, we had it there. Uh, IPC was there in, in seventeen and eighteen. The problem is the host hotel was the Westgate, and people hated it. Hmm. That that was the problem, and that's actually what led to the formation of the media compound. Because we we knew the facility, we knew a lot of us knew about the Westgate, and we didn't want to stay there. So that's when we that's how the media compound concept formed. Is that let's just get a house instead. Uh, and at the time, the SLS I don't think was done already. SLS is the other hotel. Well, it was Sahara, then it was SLS, and then they brought it back, back and now it's Sahara yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. So which we didn't uh, want to stay at the Sahara, so we ended up staying at Resorts World across the street. Um, Which is a nice. That's a nice hotel, though. Brand new. I mean, Sahara. I mean, it. It's been renovated, but it's still the bare bones of the original Sahara from the '60s. So I mean, it's old. Um, yeah, and but Casbah the, the, is pretty happening. I mean, Casbah is cool, but staying yeah. there. I mean, if I, yeah. I mean, if you go for no. breakfast in the morning, there's like one place, and there's a, like if you don't get up early, you're not going to eat breakfast. Like, so. That yeah. doesn't bother me. But, Sahara uh, was not, and I, we had Sahara booked, and I said to Nicole, "I'm like, I don't want to stay there." And she it looked. It wasn't at me. bad. It wasn't terrible, but but it wasn't. It was. I mean, there's better place. You were you were at the Venetian Plaza, right? For this year? Yeah. No, we were at Treasure Island this year. Oh, you're Treasure Treasure Island's great. I've stayed at Treasure Island before. We Treasure did Island. Venetian last year. Okay. Um, we did Resorts World for TPE, uh, which we'll probably do again because i think they're also there so nicole brought up a good point there's um there's three partner hotels for tpe it's sahara resorts world and i forget what the other one is uh sahara resorts world and westgate probably westgate yeah i would do resorts world again yeah resorts where i went that's where uh the cle party was at right where eight lounges yeah the eight lounge that and that's a great by the way that's a great lounge a little loud with the music is my only complaint, but... Oh, no, it's Virgin. I'm sorry. The third one's Virgin Hotel. But that's kind okay. of out of the way. That's all the way down on the other end of the strip. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how many people are actually going to want to stay there because that's I... out of the way. Yeah, I mean, the other option they have is MGM and Mandalay have convention centers. I heard We've Mandalay. We've ones at, at both of those, yeah. I heard Mandalay was was. I don't know if it's actually like strongly considered, but I I heard I heard Mandalay was mentioned. Yeah, Mandalay. Uh, we've had our IBM one there when I was with IBM. Mm-hmm. It's big enough to hold us for sure. So I mean, in terms of where the trade show will be in the future, that's the kind of the discussion right now, and that's what we yeah. got out of um, Coop and I were the at drop. the PCA press conference on Monday morning, and that's kind of the discussion that we got out of that. So um, that kind of covers that topic. There was a long discussion on this, which which. Or irked me, but how much time we spent uh, talking about 2024 when it's 2022? But okay, yeah, but 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 in de- but in defense of that, I can understand how like some people's uh, arguments like yeah, but we need to kind of figure out where, where, what's going to happen because these things do take time. 
Yeah, I mean, but there was a, yeah, I, I get it. But some of the questions being asked were like that we don't need that, that wasn't important enough for today. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, half wheel. <laughs> I just didn't. Think I mean, they were valid. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this is a negative <laughs> tone, but it, it was really it was Patrick and Charlie who kept asking the questions. I mean, they, I, look, and they do a good job, but I didn't agree. I was like, can we get to the twenty? That's why I kind of pulled it back and asked my question. I'm like, can we talk about 2022? Because like we were we were like already more than halfway through this thing, and we hadn't talked anything about 2022. The only other thing I brought up on um, Thursday night that and 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 my my. Um, my disclaimer before I say this too is this, and I said this to John and I was like, this, and, and Greg Zimmerman was watching too. And I go, this is more of a me problem because of how poorly my show went. So don't, and I'm not even attacking anyone. And I said, I go, Coop's going to shoot me if he doesn't hear my disclaimer. Cause he's going to be like, what are you talking about? I am very happy that PCA had a press conference. I know it's something oh, that you I guys would... have been wanting, but what I will say is I and again, I think it more so because of just I was already so behind. I was like, why are we doing this Monday morning during the early hour when I could be using this hour to play catch up from my my already behind schedule? Why couldn't we do this at a, at a better time than losing that early hour, especially the early hour when it's not so busy yet and I can grab the busy booths before everyone comes in? I was like, oh, it's going to put me behind. Like, I'd almost yeah. rather do it on Tuesday on like the... No, I or, or I don't know, another time. Nine o'clock. I would just go nine o'clock an hour earlier with it. I know we have to. Sorry, guys, you're gonna have to get up an hour earlier for a press conference. But this way, you don't miss an hour at a trade show floor. I agree. I don't think we had to split. I had to. If you notice, I was the only one from my team down there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really was the one who needed to be down there. And I think they the weren't even conference. letting us go in an hour early, just so that we would definitely. They, no, they got it. in. My, my guys got in. They did get in. They did get in. It was not a problem. They went oh, in. Okay. They covered like. They covered three booths during that time, so. Because um, Nicole was like, I don't even think they, I don't even think they're gonna let us in because they want us to go to the press conference. But you're telling me your guys got in. My guys got in, yeah. And I, yeah. I told Scott ahead of time, I said, look, I sent the guys, you know, they're here through me, and he appreciated me telling them that. Um, but what happened is, the hour early has been huge for us, okay. And this is why it's important that you guys don't miss that early hour. There are certain booths that you cannot get to once the crowd gets in there. Um, foundation is like a good example. Okay. So foundation, we actually use that in the early hour and guess what? We got to Nick Malillo pretty quickly. Hmm. Um, most of the time, that's the most chaotic boost to get to. So from our standpoint, we appreciated, we strategically <laughs> did, um, we did those, we did Placencia when I was up at the, uh, when I was down at the press conference, those guys did Placencia because yep. that's another crazy boost. So, so oh. we, we, and then we did, you know, we did soccer the last day. Uh, which was actually on trade show for hours, but you know that's a, that's a lighter day. So we 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 plan. We know which booths are crazy, and we we strategically put those times in there so we know we, we get better. And I'm telling you, you the, it's the media needs that time. In fact, Oliver had asked me to come to the booth uh, the first day at ten o'clock. Um, so I mean, and look how long I went with Oliver. You guys were waiting. Jay Davis was waiting, right? Um, so I would not have gotten that time with Oliver if, if, if during because that booth started getting very crowded afterwards. Yeah, we went and Jay Jay stopped me just I was about to film with Oliver and, and he was like normally like I I forget what he said and I know he'll type it in the chat but it was like yeah normally like I'd give you shit because like media like you know I should be able to place me. He's like but he's like you have an appointment. He goes and, and I know you I know you have things to do. He's like so I'm gonna wait so you can do your interview and I was like 
well, I really appreciate that, Jay, but now I feel bad. And he's like, no, 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 I'll wait. Do your interview. But as soon as I was done with Oliver, so there was the United booth, and then there was the Selected booth. So I did my Selected, and then I said to Oliver, I go, you know what? Yep. I'll come back for United. Go take care of Jay. Because I know Jay really wanted to open an account with them, and I was like, "Go, go! I, we'll come back. Go take care of Jay. He wants to open an account. Yeah. And I yeah. left. Uh, uh, Nicole just asked me about the final count. I could give you that if you guys want. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let me pull that up. I think Jay um, actually Jay, gave you, it to us. Was it 4,500 badges? I don't think it was that much. Um, but uh, let me – this is what I have. Um, according to what I have, there were 717 accounts there. Nicole, I need a water. 2,037 badges issued. So accounts are like, you know, there could be multiple people there. So, you know, you got almost three people per account average. And those were about 2018 levels, according to Scott. Yeah, I mean, last year's show was definitely. Um, last year's but show. But I think was... I don't, Yeah, I think just let me. I think Jay with the 4,500 counts manufacturers. <clears throat> so this was just retailers. So I think the total badge is Jay's <laughs> right, but I think retail is about 20. Yeah, 2037. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I mean, last year's show was a lot slower and quieter, but. Sorry, that cough was coming back, and I was just fighting it. <sighs> um, yeah, no, I mean, last year's show was much smaller and slower. But, again, like I said, that's like the asterisk year. It was the pandemic, the last-minute show. But there were signs that were improving last year. I mean, 2019, which was the, which was the, the – that was the – Worst trade show probably in the history of the IPCPR. It was hard to go bottom with that. <laughs> so that was a bad show uh, over. And we've we beaten that one to death. And, and I think last year we saw some signs that things were turning. But it was an asterisk year. You had, there, was, there were things the PC had no control. They, they were very short-staffed. Um, and clearly this year, I gave them – We'll go through our grade. I, you want to go through some grades at some point? Because I, I graded this. I you know what? Them. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I gave him a B. A solid B, um, which last year was probably like a C minus, but this one's a B. And, two, and 19 was an F. So B's very good. A B's a very good score here. There's some other things that they I think they can improve on, but, but for the most part, this was a good trade show, and people were happy. So I think a B is where I put it. It was a good trade show. It wasn't a good one for me personally, but right. as a show, it was a good show. Yeah. It was busy. It was well-organized. It was put together. There's always room for improvement, even in a really good show year. There's always room for, because you can always improve, you know. But yeah. yeah, all things considered, it was a very good show. And look, as, as critical as it was about things like the PCA exclusives, they actually exceeded some of my expectations. I thought that PCA area they set up, Great job by the PCA setting mm. up that PCA area. Yeah, uh, they, they get high marks for that. That's I know they tried to do it last year. They pulled through it. It, it looked it looked great. It was a great area. It showcased some of these products. Um, I could talk about the PCA exclusives not being great, but um, except for Mira, uh, Mira Lucio was the best. Like everyone should follow Luciano how to do a PCA exclusive launch. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like I said. I thought that area was was great. I just think um. These are the types of things that you can't, they, you know, you can't 
rebuild this trade show overnight. It's going to take a few years, but it's trending. It's trending better. Um, and I'm confident. I mean, I think people have more. If you if you had put a confidence survey this year compared to 2019, the confidence grade is going to be through the roof right now. So hmm. 2019, people were just like, this show is done. I mean, that's how bad it was. And then <clears throat> you had 2020 no show happen because of the pandemic. Right. So then going into I think that was the best thing. I think that helped the PCA too, believe it or not. It gave them some <laughs> time. Yeah, it gave them some time. Um, you know, so go right before last year's show, it was like, oh man, this show is, is done, blah, blah, blah. You go into last year's show, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. So I think people were still like, nah, this show is not really doing too well. But again, I, I look at last year's show as like very yeah. asterisk. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't all on PCA. I mean, it was a lot yeah, of outside no, it, factors. No, it wasn't. It was, this year didn't. was the year we've been saying this was the show that was going to tell us the direction that the show is going. And it was a good show. I think it's safe to say the show is going in a good direction as long as it stays yeah. on the, the train tracks of where it is now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I think, uh, like I said, I think, the, you know, the little things like Greg Zimmerman's uh, thank you email on social media, I think was huge. Yep. Uh, even thank the media in there, which I'm like, like I've talked. We talked the last show. Media, I think it's a different story for media now. There, I feel you know. I was talking to a couple of guys who uh, I encouraged some media guys. Look, you guys need to join the PCA next year, and here's why. Here's some of the things they're doing, um, and you know, even just like them sending the emails out with the media. We were contacted by companies we couldn't get contact with for years. So it helped. We we made some real progress with this. So um, I was very happy with that. Uh, and I think they are support. And look, they came around a few times asking how we're doing. I mean, is it this this is very different. This is a very different trade. It, it, do you need anything? I mean, this was the type of stuff that TP was doing a few years ago that we never saw out of the IPCBR. And now, with with this regime in there, um, I'm very happy. I, I I can't wait to go back next year. So. Sorry, <clears throat> I had to relight. I stopped for a minute because I just couldn't get that cough out of control. Um, yeah, you know, Dan Dan was talking about. I, I put the comment up on the screen. You know, only I only have manufacturer perspective. PCA team was excellent. PCA tried new things and in listening to feedback to improve. PCA show logistics were great for us. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of the the feeling I got from the manufacturers. You know, and, and others. You know, in the discussion was that you know they. The team at PCA really seemed focused on the needs and the wants of, like, what do we need to do? Uh, now, maybe they didn't hit every note. I would say that I don't think anyone could ever really hit every note every time. Um, but they hit a lot of them, which is yeah. good. If we went into that show and it was still a mess, it'd be like, they didn't even listen. But it seemed like they tried. They made an effort to, to, to make yeah. some things better, which is what you want to see. What, was there an area that you think they can improve on? Because I have one. You go first. I think they do need to work on uh, <clears throat> selling sponsorships better because that's ultimately going to be more money into the organization and more money into the trade show. And it seemed like the sponsorships were a little light this year. Um, so I think that's something they need to figure out. And I think that may come down to selling the value of the sponsorship a little better. I don't know. I know they. it's not that they didn't try, but I think they could have did better with that this year. And that's certainly something you build on for next year. Um that's how I would take it out of. That was, I think, the, that was the one. And, I, I, you know, the little things like we didn't have the after-hours smoke lounge area. Like, 
like we've had for a few years. Some of the signage for navigating the trade show floor was on the floor, you know, instead of up in the air. So when it's up in the air, you could kind of see it. Um, and, you know, you got to pay for that, and that's why you need sponsors. So, I mean, there are little things. I think that will help a, a long way, you know. You know, I think these, I think there's money to be spent by these companies for sponsorships. So I'll add on to what you're saying. I think that because yeah. this show was a good year, I think it it would give people the confidence to spend the money next year. Yeah, I, I think that's an important point. That's why I think they can build on this. Um, like I said that's it. This is not that they did a bad job by any means. Uh, like Jay said it was tough to get it, and I think it goes back to the point you just said. I think they had to see this in action, and now. But Pete did fix the badges, though. Pete and my father fixed the badge problems, though. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah. Yeah, the badges were and, nicer this year. And, and I know it sounds stupid, but <clears throat> how many people complained about those badges two years in a row? They complained in 19, then they complained again in 20. It was just something that you they got that off the table. Like, get that. Don't make that a problem anymore. And they fixed that one. So that, good job. Good job is what I'm saying. And little things like that, they, they it adds up, you know? Yeah, the you badges were cool. The badges were great. The it was a little thing, but you're right. It's a, it's a it's, little it's, thing, but it's, it's they the, were great. These little I things them. add up. I'm telling you. So I think they can improve on that. It's not that they did a bad job on it. Like I said, a B is a pretty good grade for for me uh, as a trade show. It's hard for me to give an A. So I think they did good. I agree. I know you're you're very particular. You know you yeah. have a lot of you have a lot of bones to pick with people all the time. So. There's not a lot of bones. I mean, there's not <laughs> a bone. You know, even I know people say I'm picking a bone about the the COVID thing, but. Again, it, that wasn't a huge thing, okay? It's it's that would have been a nice little thing, is what I'm just saying. So you add up the little things, I think, but I think they're getting it. I think it, this thing trended so well, and they had a full year to do it. I mean, Jose Blanco was pretty critical of the show in past, and he was very happy coming out of that thing. Yeah, I talked to him, so so you know he was very. He said that I know he said a few times even when he interviewed Greg, you guys got to have a great show in 2022. He said you guys can't afford not to. And they, they delivered on this. So, I mean, it was a great job. You know, yeah, overall. I mean, for me, it would be a lot of the little stuff, too. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think there was any, like, big, big things that I'm like, oh, they got to fix this. It was just – it was little things. Like, the time of the press conference, I think, should be an hour before. They're, they're little things. Yeah, yeah they're, it's they're, little we, things. We might, I, I'm going to have my article. It's called Monday Morning Quarterback. And when it comes out, everyone's going to say I'm ripping the PC. No, I'm not, okay? I think these are the things that they can work on. Um, but there'll be a lot of the positives I point out of, uh, as well in the Monday morning quarterback. I think that being moved, I, I agree with you know uh, navigation, the maps and stuff like that. That could have been a little bit better. Like the first, yeah. Like I one mean, of the things was like I talked about, and I know you, you guys all probably heard me say this is I, I like last year, like you know we had that day before to like roam around, and I know that we're not supposed to be there, and like even Carney's like, well I don't want people roaming around while I'm trying to have my sales meetings with my guys before the show, and I'm like, yeah. I just wish, or even like, or even like after everything's all done, they hold those meetings on Friday um, and they hold, uh, you know, and they hold their meetings, their booths are all done. They're ready for the next morning. That party, that cocktail party the night before, that's right next to the show floor. If like after that or whatever, like they let people just like walk through, I think it would just be nice, just so people like. That's what they where... did. That's what they did last year. And yeah. It was like all right, all right, they, fine. It was like a loophole that happened. Like yeah. don't let us in Friday during the day. I get it. There's a lot of good reasons there, but maybe like revisit the whole like you know like after the cocktail party, like on Friday night when everyone's ready for Saturday morning to open the show and the booths are all done. They already had their meetings. 
Like, let people walk through the floor for, like, an hour just so we can see, like, the layout and get – especially for media people who have to run around so much of it. Just let people see the man, floor. They would have to man those booths to do that. I mean, that would be the only – because that would be the problem. I could understand someone not, you know, walking that floor, and if there's no one there, I, I could see that being an exposure. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, it's um, unfortunate that certain people are like that, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, uh, they I know. take tough walk, and that's the problem. Yeah, I tough mean, walks so, away. I, ideally, I agree with you, but I think in re- last year, I, just you know, it was always an issue getting on the trade show for the day before. Uh, ben could share a story when he was at Stogie Review where they got on the floor with manufacturer badges and they were they were removed. They used a loophole, and you know the loophole caused the problem because there were certain like there were media guys on the floor, and then people who had media badges couldn't get on. And there's photos going up and stuff, and you have to be real careful with that. Everyone has to have a fair shot with that. I mean, even Half Wheel has a little bit of an advantage having a booth on the floor. That's they true do, too. They, they have a, they haven't now they're paying for it. I don't think they should be allowed to snap pictures or anything. I don't think they do, but I don't. I think there should be rules about that. You know, if they have a booth, that's okay, but you doesn't mean you can go around and start covering stuff. Uh, Jay brought up the uh, the time old topic that everyone always loves to hear us talk about. Influencers. I didn't see, a, pro- I didn't see a problem with this. It was not as know. bad this year. It was not as bad this year. Um, I talked to one guy who was who was in as an influence. Like he was a YouTube guy, and I instead I kind of just talked about the benefits of of the media. Um, and I think he's going to go as media next year. This person. So, um, and he was a legitimately good guy and everything. So I don't take any, but. Uh, you know, I know McAuliffe had an influencer in it, and, and she was working the booth. Um, I think the bit, yeah, but I didn't hear of anyone trying to sell calendars this year. Like, I didn't hear of that. I didn't hear. I didn't hear anyone complain that there were no major complaints that you know there was a bunch of them running around interrupting business like I did last year. That was something that manufacturers were telling me, like. Like multiple people, multiple stories of like, oh, right. they're in their booth with a with a with the retailer, and they're writing an order, and someone came in and wanted to fan, you know, fanboy and take photos, and then the the retailer got disgruntled and walked away, and they lost the sale. I didn't hear that this year, so I was really happy. I think to that's hear a little that. exa- I think that's a little exaggerated too, personally, but uh, I don't know anyone who who let someone lose a sale. Well, I'm just telling you what they told me. I'm just reporting. I know, what I, I know, hear. I know. But I wasn't they said there. That stuff, they said that stuff about us with the bloggers too. So I, I you know, um, I didn't have any retailers interrupt me this year, which was big. Yeah. Like normally the retailers interrupt our interviews. We did not have that problem at all. This year. I almost had one. I almost had one that um, that guy. What's what's who's that guy who owns that shop in Texas? Is it Blue Smoke of Dallas? <laughs> he almost interrupted me one time, and I was like, "No." Jay's like quasi media already. I mean, he's like a Jay's like media already, as far as I'm concerned. No, I he, fucking uh, love Jay. We love Jay. Jay's like, and he, you know, yeah, what a guy. Uh, by the way, he's done a great job with the board. Um, I hope he becomes the president of this organization someday. Jay Davis for president. Yeah, Jay David. Yeah, Jay was great. He covered that. He covered that show floor better than the media did. I mean, I, I saw him everywhere. <laughs> like he was fucking, he was. He was fucking everywhere. He was doing everything. He was smoking those Fuente. I saw him smoking. He got samples from Fuente. I mean, <laughs> but what he spent, I don't play. I totally understand that. <laughs> so Nicole brought up. We did have one issue. We were. We, I was in the middle of my interview uh, with Nick Perdomo, and this guy just walks right into the shot, stops, looks at the camera. 
like waits a second and then just slowly walks away. And Nick gives him you if you go to my Perdomo, which it's up now. You go to my Perdomo interview with Nick on the on my YouTube channel, and I'll have it on everywhere else later. But um, about halfway through, you'll see this guy in this bright yellow Versace shirt who just walk right in front of the camera, and he just stops and he's like right there, and he just like looks around, and then and then Nick just and like we're in mid conversation, Nick just like drops the mic and he's just like. <laughs> you know how he is too. <laughs> just yeah, giving him Nick's the just been. giving him the stink eye, like really, like really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's. He great. was more mad yeah, about yeah. it than I was. It was my video. Well, it's, it's it's great seeing that too. Um, I actually so we have a little. There's a role I have. Um, after I'm done with my note taking, and that is an Aaron Nielsen when he's done with his father. Right. Our goal is to surround the left and the right side of the interview, to block people. So and that's an advantage. When you go to a four-man team, that's a very important thing. So we didn't have that problem uh, as long as we were there. Um, well, if you have all of your four-man team together. Um, well, I'm just saying when you go to a four-man team, that should be a role you have. It will make a big difference, uh, especially because islands of views are very tough. And sometimes you do have to go out to the aisle to do it. So, um, and, you know, you don't want to block the whole aisle. So it, it does help with that. Yeah, I mean, Nicole does the best she can, but she's one person. So no, it, it's hard. Does, yeah, you can't do it with two. Especially trucks. in Bear an aisle. Bear, Bear and I had an issue when Lou Liga knocked over my camera one year. So. Oh. Yeah, well, I so haven't I had anyone. Knock, I haven't had anyone knock the camera. I've had a couple yeah, of people like yeah. walk into the shot, but. Yeah, yeah. The guy at Perdomo was the worst though, because he went right in front of the camera and then he stood there. Some people like they walk in, they go, "Oh," and they like pull out, and that's not yeah. as bad. This guy just walked in, stood there for like a solid five seconds, and I'm like. Come on, guy. What the fuck? Right. And he didn't but even care. He didn't apologize. He just was yeah. like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was beautiful to see Nick doing all the interviews with the media guys. Um, a lot of people, I think, were intimidated for many years going to the Perdomo booth. Um, and once people start, I mean, I think I was one of the first media guys to go there with Half Wheel. And I remember my first year I go there, I was, I could have been treated better. I was treated great. And now, you know, you just see he's – and he loves doing it. He is very friendly to the media. Um, he's as friendly as anyone I've seen in the media to the media. You know, it's funny. Nicole brought up a good one, too. We were at Casada, and I was I was doing it with Raquel, and we were right in front of the um, the 75th, right? And um, so her dad is sitting at the table, and Manuel Casada, and uh, he's, sitting at, he's sitting there with each other. He gets up. And I don't know if he just wasn't aware or if he, j I don't know, like, I don't know what he, uh, he, he came towards us and, Ra and Raquel's like in the middle of talking and she just goes like this with her arm and just like pushes him like right into his chest, like pushes him back, like, nope. And he's like, oh, and he like stopped and he like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, and she like, just like, just strong armed him right out yeah. of the shot. <laughs> right. All right. I it was kind of funny. That. And then he started laughing. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he thought like. I don't know if he like. I think he knew we were filming, but I don't know if he thought like we didn't have handheld mics or whatever, so he could kind of like walk in and say hello. But she just pushed right. him right out, like, "Nope, stay out." <laughs> Which in that one, it would have been fine if he comes over there. Yeah, and I think that's uh, what I, I think that's what he thought. I was like, I think yeah, maybe he's right. like, "Oh, I'm gonna pop in and just say hello, like, and yeah, make right. an appearance." And but she was just like, "Nope, get out." <laughs> and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> So he, uh, another great company, by the way, um, we've, we've been working with them for a while. Um, and by the way, the cigars they've been producing, 
the last couple of years have been as good as any in the industry. Uh, I know we're really excited about the Casa Magna Connecticut. That was on a, a two, a lot of our list, and two guys had it number one. Cigar yep. to look forward to. So uh, we're very excited about. Uh, they've been, they've been. I know Manuel a long time. Uh, my son's actually one of the few guys Manuel's met. I always forget to mention my son. Manuel uh, would come to Charlotte to do events, and he needed a ride to the airport. And my son was working in a cigar shop at the time, so they said they told my son, "Can you drive Manolo to the airport?" And he's like, "Absolutely, I'd be honored, right?" And he goes, "What time do you need to be picked up?" He goes, "Four thirty in the morning." And my son just like had a heart attack, right? And he stayed up all night to to pick him up because he didn't want to oversleep. He took I let him take my car so Manolo can smoke in it, right? Uh, I let him take the Lexus, so um, which is rare. And uh, you know he always asks about my son every year, Manuel. So he's just such a gentleman. So I'm glad you got to interview them. I think they're a good company to get to know, for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, they've that's another name that's um, pretty synonymous in the industry that you know a lot of people know. Um, they've been around. They make a lot of cigars for other people too. Um, yeah, they, know, they've, they've had a few years really of turmoil, but I think they've overcome it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. You know, I'm really excited to um, to watch them continue to, to kind of build on that. You know, another one, you know, you want to talk about a brand that's kind of moving in the right direction. Um, Gurkha. That's another brand that I'm I'm pretty happy with right now. Uh, you know, and I, I've, I've had the conversation with Juan, too, about, you know, like, hey, you know, Gurkha had a reputation for a little while of being like, uh. He'll, yeah. And and he was very honest about it too. He came on the show. Yeah, he like, won't he, he won't sugarcoat it. He's like, look, we made some we made some mistakes. You know, a lot of a lot of it had to do with, you know, uh, letting people use the name on cigars and stuff, and kind of letting them do whatever they wanted with it. And he's like, no, we we've pulled back on that. You know, we we have more control over like what gets a Gurkha band, um, yeah. and just working and focusing more on, you know, the quality of what we're putting out and what what we put our name on and i think yeah. that's huge and i think yeah. that they're you know i really like Juan a lot uh i, I think that team they got willie morante uh they hired him um they, they have a nice team you know and their booth yeah, was bianca. really nice bianca she is amazing bianca's awesome yeah oh. i know she used to be with them then she was with cle then she left the industry having her back there is, is huge she did a great job um i'm, I'm really like again if you wanted someone from media and pr she's awesome so. Yeah, she's been very helpful for us for a lot of different things. Um, yeah. She she's great. So I, I was really um, I was really yeah. excited by Gurkha this year. I, I think that they were yeah. doing some really cool stuff. Yeah, Wani's great too. Um, but he's got a million things on his plate, so it's oh, good yeah. that like now I can go now I go through Bianca. It's a lot easier. Um, and he's been Juan is even through some of the tough times and beforehand. Uh, Juan, I think Juan's always one of my favorite interviews to have on a show because he's so honest. Um. And he will, he will not – I remember when I had him on um, about a year ago, I said, Juan, I got to address the Kaizad thing. I said, we're not going to dwell on it for the interview, but I, I can't not – and he was like, go ahead and ask it. Uh, and we did it, and then we moved on to all the good things they were doing. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a it was – they've been great. Yeah, you brought up that too. I, to be honest with you, in, in, this, in this instance, in this conversation, I forgot all about that. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another thing they've had to deal with. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, surely it's unfortunate, but they they've had their challenges. Yeah. They have had yeah. their challenges I, over the last couple of years, and and it's not been great. But I see them making yeah. a strong effort to really move forward. 
Yeah, and last year Juan got a little pissed at me. I said the Gurkha boost was light in traffic. I'll say this Juan this year the Gurkha boost was much had more people in it. So you know it, <laughs> okay. it was it was light in traffic. It was light in traffic, but you know what? It, but it's a huge boost. It's a huge boost. Keep in mind. Yeah, it's a big booth. But the biggest, it's the biggest booth since the show. Probably one of the biggest. Yeah. But to be fair, also last year, I mean, it was a big. It's a one of the biggest booths. But last year's show foot traffic was it's completely different. Completely yeah. different. So, so it's hard yeah. to really well, gauge that. Yeah. In a, yeah. You know, this yeah. year, no. I mean, the same booth, set up really nice, a lot busier, obviously. Yeah, I um, agree. I agree. They, they, I think that Gurkha had a really good show. Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to do, and they mentioned this as well. You know, they have they distribute Syndicato. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. Syndicato has done an atrocious job over the years at marketing that brand. Um, Gurkha's come in there. There's they didn't have a new Syndicato release this year, but they made sure they talked about Syndicato with us. Um, and I said to them, I think it's good because I I was honest with them off camera. I said, I, too. I said Syndicato. It's just been it's like pulling on a rope. It was like pulling on a rope all these years. And the funny thing is, you have all these like all-star retailers who are shareholders in that company. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was like, I got to a point I didn't want to cover them anymore, but once they came into Gurkha, it's been a different story. So, um, they, they, I think they're going to do a good push with that for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I just, you know, you, you bring that into it, you bring the stuff that they're doing with their own name, their own brand. Yep. Yeah, I think Gurkha's doing a really good job. That's another brand that I think uh, oh, I see. <laughs> Carney's watching on the smoking tobacco account because they just got smoking tobacco. Daddy's back. That's it's probably John. <laughs> did that happen? So did that happen? The big daddy's back. Uh, unfortunately, no. We didn't get to shoot that. I'm disappointed, but it's okay. Um, did Lito get a shirt? He did get it. He did get it. I hand delivered okay. it to him. Um, <laughs> Okay. I just I uh, I was I was so sad about that. You know what, too? I even texted Jared and I was like, "Hey, do you have the belt? Because I may I'll have Carney like carry the belt." And he was like, "Ah, oh. he's like, yeah, he's like, you can borrow the belt. We never got to." And he texted me, he's like, "Hey, that oh. belt's available." I'm like, I, "I I don't think we can shoot it." <laughs> I was disappointed, but I mean, yeah, it, it's okay. Yeah. We'll 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 do something else with them in the future. I mean, it, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good to see them back. I mean. I think of all the companies that were outside the big four that weren't there this year, uh, last year, they were the most missed for sure. I mean, I remember Pete Johnson saying, hey, if you want boost space with me, I'll give you boost space. He's like. Um, yeah, um, I'm reading. Now John's coming up as unknown user. We will shoot. There are plenty of places for us to be back at. How do you go to. Uh, I don't know. See, he comes up. Amendola <laughs> not there. Yeah, I was surprised they weren't there. I was reading Mitchell's comment. Uh, yeah, no, M Mitchell. Mitchell's comment was was interesting, uh, and we talked. And I and I had Jeff on the show um, beginning of June, I think. We talked about it, and he said they were going to come to the show, and then they had some setbacks, and they said, uh, you know, I don't think we can make it. And then I talked to him, and I was like, you know, you can still come, and you know, and. You know, even like Herklotz, you know, he came with no product even to have on display. And um, it was like, okay, yeah. And they were like, you know, uh, we'll think about it. I think, you know, we'll, maybe we'll try to go. And and then they didn't go. And, and I get it, too, because I, I know they had some issues. And they're still relatively small. But, yeah, I was disappointed because I love those guys a lot. And I was – I would miss them. I miss them at that show. I, I wish they were there. Um, you know, A.J. Fernandez um, – 
I and I assume this is still John based on what's being written. Um, I was I was surprised Amendola wasn't either. AJ Fernandez was the biggest surprise for me. Um, was a surprise, but it was like I was. I think a lot of people were disappointed he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, I mean he was missed. Uh, and he had a big launch this year with the uh, New World El Dorado, which they they launched that right in the middle of the show, which I thought was a little unusual. Um, but um, I hope they're back because Frankie and AJ and that crew, uh, they're a great crew. They've supported us over the years. Uh, so um, love Frankie, by the way. So he's been nothing but great to us. So Mike, uh, what's Don up, Williams. Buddy? Sorry, I didn't mean to Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike's Mike's with us finally. Uh, better late than never, Mike. But it's okay. Um, you always watch the replay. You can always watch the replay. Carney said, "Disappointment is a better description." I think that's. Yeah, I think it was disappointing. I think uh, you know whatever the reason. I don't know what the reasons were. I didn't ask them. It's their business. Um, all I do is I'll report if they're there or not. You know, and that's if they want to talk more about that. That's their that's their call. Well, talking about people not being there, we'll talk about the elephant in the room because this came up at the press conference as well. And uh, I guess we you know we can we can share some opinions on it. So, uh, and Jay, who is with us, uh, can speak to this too. And he was also speaking on the board at the press conference. And he you know he's at the PCA. So, um, the quick I'll do the quick rundown first, Coop, and then we can kind of we can kind of pull it apart. So in, in regards to the Big Four, um, the consensus that we got, um, there's been dialogue with some of them. Some nice dialogue, although nothing's like a sure shot coming back. But there was, there's been some nice dialogue with some of them. We were told specifically when it came to Odinger Davidoff, it's silence, nothing, dead air. Davidoff was there though. They were all there. Alberto was there from night. I mean, yeah, they were they all were, there. They were all there. Like some were more visible. Than, like uh, Ryan Gallimore from Drew State was there. Um, Tom from so Drew State was there. Yeah, so I think. There's some signs for sure. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that there's gonna be two companies back next year. Davidoff won't be one of them. Uh, I don't. They're least likely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm still gonna say Altidus and General. I think so too. I think I'm not sure about Drew Estate because I think they've done a lot of changes to their whole model. At this point, and I don't know if 20, they're going to be ready to rip it all out for 2023. So Jay Jay has just thrown this into the into the hat. Uh, lots of dialogue with all of them, less with Davidoff. All four are paying their dues. So is yeah, that? I mean, they all are. Um, I, I, again, I thought it was the whole room on a one thing was a was a weird situation. It, clearly, they they threw a, uh, they had used a Trojan horse. Um, I know they weren't selling taking orders for those products, but they were showcasing those products. And they, by the way, they didn't, I don't think they broke any rule. They own Room 101, so they're certainly entitled to do that. Uh, so I'm not saying they did anything, but they used the Trojan horse and uh, to do that. You know, so. so two things. I'm going to address this one first. Mitchell saw uh, class. So one thing about class, you got to remember, is that the, the Kellners are no longer with Davidoff. So, that, so them right. being there has nothing to do they with would Davidoff. Are, but I think they're associate members, so I think they can still come. Right. So, you know, associate members could be people in the factory end of things and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, they can still – they have other things. They weren't there at all Davidoff, though, yet. I yeah. I wouldn't read anything that they're separated from Davidoff. Yeah, they have other things to work. So, like, you know, they, they did Red Anchor for United. Yep. 
Um, so they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they have their other projects that they're doing, they, but they were not there with uh, Davidoff. Yeah. Um, and they, 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 yeah. In, in regards to, um, sorry, Coop, what were we saying right before that? There was something I was going to bring up that you said. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Um, I don't remember. No, I interrupted you, but that's okay. Um, there was something I was going to say. Um, I completely lost it now because I was like, there's two things. I was like, I'm going to hit this first because the comments are fine. Oh, Mike, Nicole is doing much better now. Uh, most of the week, not so great by far, uh, but she's doing a lot better today. Um, if you sponsor media outlets and pay your dues, you are there. Creative, but still there. Um, proxy yeah, attendance. Yeah, but, 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 but to a retailer, they can't place an order. I mean, I, I, I agree with John on that. The only thing is, from our point, yeah, I, I get that. Like I said, I don't. They were all there in one point or another this year. I, I didn't recognize who was there from Altus, but I did see someone from Altus. I yeah. believe. Yeah, they had people there. Um, yeah. yeah. In regards to general, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a. Uh, it was definitely an interesting situation for them. Um, they chose to showcase, even though it's not Matt Cigar. He worked on the Sancho Panza and the um, Los Teros Deluxe. Um, I know he worked, and I know he worked on those. Just so you know, he um, worked on not, them. Yeah. They're not his brands, but they yeah. still chose to be like, all right. Well, they could have said, "Don't show that. That has nothing to do. You designed it, but that's not yours." They chose to be like, all right. Well, Matt Booth is going, and you know now we own that brand. Let's showcase the stuff he worked on that's outside of Room One Hundred One. Yeah. My my feeling on this. Do you think that they thought, well, let's let Matt go. Let's send some people out to the booth. Justin Andrews was there. Let's Justin, show Chris Tarr, Sean Hardiman. Let's showcase the stuff he worked on that's not Room 101. Do you think maybe that situation with the Room 101 booth, do you think that was maybe like a little like putting the toe in the water? Like, well, let's just kind of see what oh, this Oh, it does. was. It was. They used, I guess, a Trojan horse they used. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Now, the four, the four guys from – STG were literally, they were not working. I, I gave them a little crap about it. But they, in fairness, they were not, they were letting Matt, I said, Matt's doing all the work. You guys are sitting around. I said, Justin, go get this guy a cup of coffee or something, right? And, uh, yeah. The, uh, so, so no, it was, I think it was legitimately because they didn't want to do that. But nonetheless, look, the Matt Booth, Sancho Ponza thing, I think was going to be a collaboration originally mm -hmm. before the whole acquisition happened. I mean, I, I'd been hearing about this. Matt's been running around with Justin for about two years right now. So uh, it, it wasn't a surprise. Um, they could have been the, I mean, they could have just not showed that stuff at all. But um, like I said, they had an opportunity. They own, they own room 101. They were entitled to be there. Yeah. So yeah, they were totally. And like I said, they weren't, they weren't taking, like Kevin, Kevin could probably say they weren't taking orders or anything at all um with that but it was still it was still there i mean it's like it was kind of like it was it was it was interesting it was it was interesting well they took orders for room 101 yeah but they didn't take orders for sancho panza right well they were selling sancho panza to retailers actually the week before i believe right so um it wasn't even a surprise they just that's what they do so i think that maybe they're definitely a maybe uh, Jay said he thinks. Uh, I think Jay, did you say? Let me go back. I think he said general. He thinks uh, my. He said my guess, personal opinion, is Drew Estate and Altidus. I think Drew. The problem is because I went to the barn smokers. They've changed the direction of of their channels, and they're not. 
like if they come back, I don't think it will be the same boost that they used to have. I think it'll be a smaller presence because I think they've changed a lot of how they're marketing their stuff and they're using the barn smokers as their own events now to launch products. Right. I mean, they just did it. They did did it this weekend with Pennsylvania with the H99 Robusto. And I think in Connecticut, they're doing the, uh, the anniversario Robusto. So they're, they're, they're kind of working that channel right now. So I think if they come back, it won't be like the same. It used to be Drew State would announce all their products for the year at the trade show. They'd have a massive boost. I think it will change if it happens. Now, do you think that – no, so Carney – well, Carney had an idea, um, and, and I'm sure he'll he'll add to this too as we, as we go. But he had an idea like for the big guy, for the big guys, having so many brands or whatever. Instead of having these big giant booths, why not break it up into some small booths scattered around the show floor that have like different stuff that they're showcasing and not do such a big giant booth with this big giant and then just kind of break it up do a couple of little booths spread around on the floor try to maybe do something a little different that was an idea that carney had he talked about on thursday well night. the problem is and that i have it right here on the screen this is what he was saying yeah so. i don't th the problem is especially with general and altidus i don't think it would work as easy because a lot of those guys are involved in multiple brands. Hmm. So, um, you know, for, you know, if you've gone to the general booth in the past, like there's people who cover multiple brands. Um, so I, you, I think it'll be tougher if you scattered them all around. You mean in terms of the reps who have accounts with people who carry them? Yeah. 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 I mean, I could see maybe general and forged having separate booths. That would work. Um, that's possible. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to have like, you're going to have your forged rep one. I mean, let's say general, he's got to go keyboard and he's got to go over to CAO. McEnoe, I think it would be tough to do that. Um, Drew Estate kind of does it at the barn smokers. They have like uh, different activation stations per brand. So maybe, you know, maybe it would work for them. Like you have one for Lego, one for Undercrown. Right. Like Willie Herrera is Herrera. Herrera uh, Pedro's on the crown, right? So, um, they they maybe it would work, but I, I don't see them. That's not what Drew State is. I don't see them breaking it apart. I mean, it's an interesting idea. I just think for the reps, it would be very hard to do that. Yeah, I mean, it. it I think I think that there's maybe something there. I think it would, and you know, Mitchell's that sounds like a logistical nightmare. I think that he may be on to something. Maybe not exactly that, but he could be on to something. Um. Yeah, I don't want to dismiss it because I think there's probably some some benefits. Any idea? Any ideas that people have to get them back at the show are definitely welcome because it's better. Yeah, than I mean these brands being missed. I mean, I've talked about it, you can list those brands out. It's not the same show without Macanudo, Liga Pravada, Davidoff, you know, uh, Monte Cristo. I mean, it's just you you want to have those are iconic brands. Those are those are established brands, and you want them. At the big dance, I mean, that would be like having, uh, you know, the Patriots not in the Super Bowl at Super Bowl week. You, maybe even if they're not in the Super Bowl game, if you didn't have like Patriots representation at, at Super Bowl week, something would be missing. I mean, so yeah, you know, I think I think you you want to have that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think that my feeling after this trade show was that, especially with everyone, there was a couple people from every company there. Um. I think the PCA is gonna play harder ball though now. I think now it's like okay, we now we hit now like the show ain't dying. Now it's gonna be a different. I don't think it's gonna be as easy for them running back as as people think. 
because I think people are saying, well, good show. Though. No, I think PGA now is going to play a little harder ball here with this. Well, I was going to say, now it's like, okay, we've we've done a good show. You've seen we've made some adjustments. You've seen us put on what most are calling a very successful show. Um, so, like, you know, we've shown that, you know, we can make adjustments there. Now it's time to kind of go after some of their other issues or whatever. It just I think you're right. They're going to have to yeah. just kind of play a little bit harder into it and be like, all right, so, like, you know, what can we do to get you back? They should be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I know that the discussion has come up, and a lot of people say, well, the reality is, uh, this is the one phrase I've heard from a lot of people. Um, they don't need to be there to make money. Yeah. Um, but I think they want to be there. They, I don't think I think they should I be there though. I think there's people in the trenches who want to be there. Is what I'm saying. Like I know I don't I never said I'm not. This is not Rafael Nadal never said this to me. I think Rafael Nadal really wants to be at that trade show. He loves that trade show. I mean, Jay, I, I, Jay, he's gonna play the company line. Jay Davis just said, "William Cooper, we want the big five, including uh, Phillips and King. Uh, we will do whatever we can to get them to exhibit. We need the whole family." Yeah, I, I think I think you need Phillips and King there. I absolutely do think you need them there. That's a good point. Uh, that's a very good one. That's a very good one. Yeah. Yeah, you can't leave They're, out P and K. You know, everyone's always talking about. The, you know, Jay's right. You know, Phillips and Kings is is another one that should be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, who? Sh I mean, there's no one I would say should not be there. I mean, that's the the honest thing. I mean, uh, I mean. Even if they've had to make some adjustments and just change it around, like there's there's got to be a way. Um, I, I don't, and my feeling is too. I don't think it's impossible. I think it's possible. I think that a lot of work needs to be done on both sides to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, if they, if if I would say, if two people come back next year, step in the right direction. Yeah. And if they have a good show. Maybe another one comes back yeah. the year after that. I don't want to say you everyone know, if, comes, but I think it depends. Yeah. When, when they left in 2020, I used the term long winter was going to happen, and I was thinking three and a half to four years before they come back. So we're right getting to that point almost now. Next year we'll be into that three to three and a half year window. So um, that's kind of always been my prediction. Uh, maybe it would have happened a little sooner if it wasn't for the pandemic, but uh, canceling the show, but um, but I think now is, I, I mean, I hope there's some movement um, on this stuff, and we'll see. I mean, uh oh, Jay Davis is firing shots. Oh boy, I don't even. Okay, so uh, let me address one thing, okay? Before we get to Caldwell specifically. Okay. So last year, I want to because I want to say this, and I'm going to say it on a couple of other shows. So last year, I was very critical of companies packing up and leaving early. Mm. Now. I would talk to I talked to someone I talked to Aaron Loomis actually about this for a while, and Aaron kind of grounds me a lot, and and he kind of he said a lot of things to me that made some sense. So, there there may be a lot of reasons why people are leaving early, right? They could be like I know for example I found out one company left early because of COVID, I found another company left early because there was a personal situation, right? So, there may be reasons why this happens. Um, they're still paying for the four days. I mean, all, this is going back. All I ask is send an email out saying you're not going to be here day four. I mean, I understand maybe if you ran out and packed up with COVID, but that that's all I'm saying with that. Uh, it's it's simple. Now, there's other cases, I think. that I'm not saying that applies to the Caldwell cases. I think this is different. But I'm just saying, so I, I'm not being as critical of people leaving the show early. It's disappointing. I'd like for them to let us know if they can, but there, there may be leg like legitimate reasons like, you know, some people have other jobs. You got to keep in mind. Or, or, or 
board members or have small businesses. So I, I got to be a little sensitive to that. And I, I think Aaron was right to tell me that. Yeah, there's a discussion going on here. Now, um, I agree with Jay's, Jay's points. Uh, I'm, I, you know, if you want to address those, yeah, it's just that's a different story is what I'm saying. But I'm just saying in general, I'm not beating people up for leaving early. Did year. Caldwell leave early again this year? Yeah. When did they leave? At they left point? at the day three. Bellotto told Bear to come to the booth because he was gonna, not going to be there day four. And hmm. Bear and Bellotto, Bear knows Bellotto pretty well. Hmm. So Because so, he ran into him, I think, on the floor. And he said, oh, by the way, you got to get here today because otherwise uh, I'm gone. So at that point, we went there. Uh, and we didn't get a chance to talk to Robert because we had another appointment. So I kind of felt like I blew Robert off. But, hey, man, again, we didn't notice. So we, when we had an appointment, we had to get to the uh, after that. Caldwell's booth was manned on Tuesday, according to Jay Davis. Okay. I wasn't there Tuesday. We had already left, so I, I can't I say. I didn't see it, but okay. Then, then, then I'm gonna, then, but I know Bellotto left early. He did. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to yeah. say, you know, Bellotto, you know, I was, he was one of the ones I was excited to see too, you yeah. know. With Here, Here's what I'll say, though, if you're leaving early because it doesn't make sense for you. I would communicate why it's not good business for you to be the, there for the fourth day to, to, to the PCA. I, I think they need to hear that feedback. But I, I think it needs to be a business discussion, not that you're frustrated. You know, I think that's where it needs to happen. Like, because I can understand some reasons, okay? I certainly understand a lot of retailers can't afford to be there that last day. But I think that feedback needs to be – you just can't pack up a go is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, what's funny is there was someone there was someone who made a post about um, – and it, it wasn't a manufacturer. I think it was a retailer. Made a post about how, like, it was just so expensive for them to go to the trade show. Um, oh, that guy, he was exaggerating. Yeah, I talked – that was yeah. He was exaggerating. That guy. I wasn't sure. I just I remember I saw it and I'm like, well, if that. But he only was there for like one day, and I was like, well, why? I, I, he's spend a, so he's much. He's a good and he's a good dude, right? But he he's 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 kind of trying to he's trying to antagonize PCA with that post. Oh, and, okay. and look and look. Here's the deal. If you need to figure out your, I know the guy. You need to figure out your business model. If first of all, you, there's no way you spent that kind of money. Okay. Hmm. You look at that. Like, and then second of all. If that's what you're doing, if you're coming in for one day, you need to figure out how to be smarter about it. Yeah. And I like this guy, and I'm shocked to see, I was shocked to see that post. So, Jay, uh, every manufacturer signs a legal contract to be there all four days. It's part of the SANS contract. Retailers don't sign it. So, all right, so follow-up question to Jay. So, if be that as it may, what happens? Is there any kind of penalty or whatever when someone leaves before that fourth day, and they, they're not there all four days? Well, look, Cigar Medics left because of COVID, right? So I don't think Cigar Medics should be – I don't think anyone should have been penalized if they left because of COVID this year. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, there's an outbreak. They were very worried about it. They had interaction with – they told me they had very direct interaction with someone who, who, was, who tested positive, and they didn't feel it was safe there. And that's – so I don't think that should be penalized. Now, there's other – like I said, I think these are case-by-case -case basis that you have to look at. And if someone's saying they're leaving because we don't want, we don't want to do business the fourth day – then that that I think that needs to be a business discussion. Oh yeah, and like I said, I was I was just curious. Um, Carney, Booth was manned, so they met the requirement. Yeah, uh, I, I was just curious. You know, like like last Who year was they manning it. Yeah, 
It's within the okay. PCA's discretion to penalize. They didn't in 2021, to my knowledge. I don't know about this year. So I was just going to say, so last year, no, like they posted the picture that the booth was abandoned. They were gone. There was nobody there last year. Well, it, the issue was with him is the way he left the booth. That was disrespectful to the organization. All right. Just, that was that was that was this that was disrespectful, and you know what's a shame about the Caldwell Bellato, and Tony Bellato had a big show this year. Um, oh, he did great! Yeah, I was excited to see him. I would have liked to see the booth a little nicer. I mean, it's just it was it had a flea market look. Um, but at least they were there. But I was just saying, Tony like Caldwell. You don't remember the old Caldwell booth? It was one of the nicest booths ever at a trade show. It was beautiful that booth. So. It's this kind year? of a little depressing to see what they've had the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, John was saying our booth only had four company representatives the final day. I was one of them and an officer of the company. Um, Caldwell booth in 2019 was nice. Yeah. It was beautiful. It, it's, you know, it had all that art. At, like, Caldwell's really good at, like, bringing art with, with, you know, cigars, and it, it just had a really nice look to it. So it, it just, it could have been. But, you know, like I said, um, I'm not going to get into reasons why, because, I, again, th I think there's some circumstances that I heard this year. Um, but, again, I think th it needs to be communicated. And I, I think it's simple. Just communicate. Communicate. Right. Your customers deserve to hear that, too. So, you know, I see these. E look, don't tell me that. Call, I get emails from them all the time. So very simple. Hey, we're at the trade show. We're in this booth. We're here till Monday. Now, I understand it's violating the PCA rule, but then talk to the PCA. Say, I got to leave Monday for whatever reason, you know, and then let them decide how they want to handle it. You know. Um. Yeah, I I'm mean, gonna plug in. Matt, I'm going to plug in. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Okay, okay. Um, no, I was just, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I know it was a topic on social media, so I um. I just I figured I'd bring it up, just get people's thoughts on it. Um, I see some some comments. Uh, I got a comment from Jay here. I'll read really quickly while Coop does this thing. Some weren't. A couple board members had political meetings in D.C., but once again, board members are not required to be there all four days either. And I understand that too. There's there's other business that they have to attend to, um, and, and and it's difficult because you know again, there's a lot of people who are in and out. I can understand if you're exhibiting. You know, you should be there available to do business on the show floor. You know, you, you pay to be there. The PCA has to, you know, um, you know, go over the logistics to have them there. I get it. You know, retailers who, who you know, some retailers come for the first two days. Some come for just the last two days. So it's like if you came for like the last two days and, you know, you're banking on, well, we'll hit them on Tuesday and you go and they're not at the show. It's like, well, then that retailer feels like, well, they missed out on, on buying. Um I, I I mean, but again, like Coop's right. I mean, some people have have certain reasons why they can't be there. I mean, if you if you blatantly yeah. just abandon the show, like I guess that's one issue. But I mean, if, if something comes up, something comes up. I mean, I mean, it, it happened to us. I mean, it, it happened to cigar Please. medics. I mean, shit happens. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had one of my guys had a medical emergency. He had to get there late. I'm just saying, there's reasons why things happen. Um, and you know, I just want. I'm, but again, I think. This is more of a case by case basis, and I think these are things that is like Robert. He went off and popped off on on social media. I would have had a conversation first with with, with someone beforehand. Mm. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, and you know, these things these things happen, and yeah. this is the yeah. second year that it's come up. But 
I think it was different than last year. I think last year was definitely different than whatever happened this year. There, there was a yeah, the way that boost was left last year was a problem. Um, but um, you know, I saw some people packing the booze up early, which is a problem. We had one issue where we came by the interview, and they, but they pulled the product back out for us. Yeah. So they were they were very good about that. But you know. So, so. one one last thing I wanted to bring up. Um, tonight, just kind of a break from the PCA stuff. It was another big news item. Sorry, it's just that I'm fighting that cough back. Um, right. One thing that um, came up outside of the sh- uh, the trade show that happened this week was well, actually, well, there's two things I guess. Really, I can't forget about this. Those two, we'll touch on both of them, I guess. The first thing happened before the show. The second thing happened kind of like in the middle of the show. Obviously, uh-huh. the big thing before the show was the FDA ruling. I mean, that was huge. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, I just I would be a little careful about celebrating. It could go to we don't know what the judge is going to say, and we don't know what the appeal is. But it's still a big victory. Hmm. Um, I just would have <laughs> I wouldn't have popped the champagne cork just yet, or, or, or put fireworks up yet. But it was a big it was a big day for the cigar industry, no question about it. But yeah. I always get nervous about this. If, they, if this goes back to appeal, you never know what can happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, talking to some of the people um, that kind of focus on this a lot, the 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 general consensus was like, hey, um, I don't think the FDA is going to fight back on this too hard because they've already said that this is the, the their lowest priority and this and that. And me, that as it may, Coop's right. There is always that small chance that you know they decide. Well, you know what? We are going to go after it. Um, if Durbin gets to the right people, uh, so it scares me about some of this stuff. But yeah, but I hear that too. I think they, I think they're gonna pick their battles on flavors and nicotine. So I think you're gonna see the focus more on that instead of I'll just say. going after the the, the whole. Um, yeah, I, which, I think they're gonna go for those. Yeah, which is still important too. Um, yeah, they're still important, but um, it's definitely st- still keep your eye on it. But I think you, yeah. you, you're right. It's still regardless. It's still a big win. Uh, it's 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 and it's a developing story still. But yeah. big news. Uh, but I tell you what, hearing Carlito talk, how do you not love this guy? Um, like him and Rocky were just very passionate about this whole thing, and it, you know they were like they told us we can't win, and we did, you know, and and they were emphatic about that. And they should be. Um, and they should be. Yeah, they should be. Um, you know, I know, you know, the you know Rocky's been in been in the courtroom. You know, with 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 these people too, uh, yep. you know, and not if you didn't know, you know, Rocky's first claim to claim to fame or his first trade, he was a lawyer. I mean, he he yep. wasn't he wasn't he's not one of these like you know yeah. lifelong cigar makers. He, he's yeah. a lawyer. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah, but um, but Carlito went over to Rocky's booth and he did a little uh he did a little speech there on the end of day three, and you know he gave Rocky a lot of credit with that, and that's why I think he did it over in the Rocky booth. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they that they they definitely deserve that. Uh, while yeah, staying yeah. on while staying on Carlito and Law, the other thing that happened uh, in the middle of the week was the announcement that General was now going to, I guess, counter sue Arturo Fuente over the X on the CAO box. Yeah, which is a uh, we we talked a little bit about on Thursday night. John actually brought it up, and you know what I. You you can't blame the Fuentes for for trying to protect their their brand image. I mean, this is something we've we've talked about on the show and other shows, and you guys have talked about. Um, I'll let I'll let you I'll let you uh, kind of say your piece on that too. 
Well, there wasn't an article on Coop on this, right? Uh, for the reason is the the press release from General was pretty one sided, and I didn't feel I had the whole Fuente story uh, to go with that. And I'm not sure what they're gonna information they'll give us on that. Um, if maybe they're being advised not to talk, which is understandable. Um, trademark. Look, I'm not a. This is this is in hands of people who make a lot more money than me, right? Um, you know, you got to protect your mark. Um, and they saw something and I'm sure Carlito either went to the lawyers or someone was keeping an eye on this in the company and said, Hey, this is a problem and we need to, we need to protect this. This is going to be a, this is setting up a Titanic battle though. If this thing goes further, I mean, this is, this is a huge, these are two of the four biggest companies out there. I'd probably put, you know, Scandinavian maybe one or two, and Fronte could be three or four. And uh, this is this is a titanic battle that we're going to have started. But but I was surprised at the how much support STG got on this over Fuente hmm. from people. I was really surprised. Again, I I got to reserve judgment because I just I'm not a big on trademark law. Is what I'm saying. You know, and it's something we've heard like Pete Johnson talk a lot about. Uh, he, I know that you he's been on, it, yeah. He's been on your show. He's been on my show. He's talked a lot about trade dress and trademarks and copyrights, and it's something that he's dealt with personally with big companies too. Case, you know, perfect example uh, over the Monster trademark with Monster Beverage. That is something that Pete has personally had to fight out, and I think I think it's still like an ongoing thing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he he holds the trademark for 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 monster in the cigar industry and they hold it. And then they tried to come after him for using green associated with monster. And um, so he, 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 I know he's talked a lot about this too. And it's something that happens all the time um, in any business, really. I mean, there's always, there's always companies, you know, trying to sue each other for, you know, the things that they, they feel were being, you know, copied or, or used or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's, um, you think Carlito wants to pay his lawyers to pursue this? I'm sure he doesn't, right? No. So it's part, but, of, but sure like you know, like John said on Thursday night, this is just part of doing business. I mean, it's it's this a is business. part of doing. John hit it on the head. It's a this is part of doing business, and there's no reason to kind of turn on Fuente or turn on either company. I just felt I couldn't print that general. It was a one-sided press release, um, and I couldn't print a one-sided press release without having the other side of the story being told. Um, not to say it's not – I'm not dismissing anything. You know, General certainly has a right to their position on this. Uh, but but it was I, I was it was very one-sided is what I thought. And I think Jay said there was some comments on ha- – I didn't read half wheel. I'm sorry. Uh, Jay so. said Fuente sent cease and desist letters. General filed suit. They escalated it. Yeah. So um, – I will say this is different than CX2 and MX2. But I will say it, it looks different. Um, like Carney said, Abe, it's, it's, Abe, a, it's a big X right on the box. On this morning on KMA, uh, Abe had an issue actually with this. Uh, he was going to do something, uh, I think, with X3 or something, and uh, he was advised not to do it <laughs> by the, you know, like by Fuente. So this is that's their deal. I mean, they fought Opus. They fought Opus on this whole thing. I mean, we're talking Opus. This is much bigger than anyone. This is much bigger than Scandinavia. So. They fought and won, so. I mean, the thing you got to remember, too, is I, I know a lot of people probably come after people. I mean, we've heard a lot of stories of not anything on this scale, but there's been companies who have sent cease and desist or even just a simple phone call because someone was trying to use a name and 
this and that, or people rip off like Vitolas that are not trademark, and you know, we hear all that stuff. But something like this, I mean, this is definitely like a, a bigger deal than a lot of those. But you're also talking about a brand who's literally called Opus X, and it's probably one of the most popular brands within the industry. And uh, you know, Fuente is a big company, and they've had a lot of time that they've spent protecting that, you know, that aura of that that whole X factor, right? Um, you know, for lack of a better term, I guess. Um, that's a big deal. And obviously, they're going to protect that. I mean, that's like the crown jewel of that company. Um, that's a very synonymous name. Anyone who, c you know, th I've, I've heard some stories um, where, you know, there was people using some X style things. It wasn't a direct X, but they had that kind of thing. And Fuente said, hey, like, we don't really like that because it looks like an X on the band. Uh, from from, from so some smaller manufacturers I've talked to, uh, they didn't appreciate it. Uh, but but at the same time, like me, Carney, we're talking about this on Thursday. But I get it though; they have to do that. It, this is they part of the. Have to John do it. Is, John is a thousand percent, thousand percent on the money with this. This is part of doing business. Um, and all we could do is, you know, if you like their products and you like the people behind them, just continue to smoke and enjoy their products. But sometimes these things are going to happen. Um, you know, I remember the whole battle with um, Scott Weeks of Recluse and Kirk Kendall of. Um, 724 and it was over the spider mm -hmm. i hated the fact that they were fighting over that but i like both those guys and i'll still support those guys 100 percent. oh yeah but i hate i wish I, I wish i could have sat down and mediated the whole thing i hated that it happened but i understood that that was part of doing business it doesn't affect how i'm doing business with, with them was it mitchell so, who actually just said it um oh no it was jay i'll bring this back up here uh, and it all kind of goes back to this. You have to protect your trademarks whenever possible. If you don't, you lose your argument down the road. Yep. It's true. Yep. If you let it fly and then you decide to fight it later, it's like, well, you didn't complain about it in the beginning when it first yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's right. I mean, listen, I'm very protective of Cigar Coop intellectual property, as people may know. And I have, I mean, I have in the last year had a website taken down. Um, and I didn't make a big deal about it publicly, right? But I did have that happen. Um, because they were, they were, they were using my photos and they said, Oh, it, it was one of these aggregator sites, but I'm like, you got to license these photos. It's not like you can't, I'll, I'll give you a licensing deal. I'll give you a good price, but you just can't use them. Like, because you want to have an aggregator site, you know? So it, it ended up, they didn't listen to me and the site was taken down. Now, I think it was Carney on Thursday who mentioned, I think was, did Fuente, and then Jay brought up Mondavi. W did they? Did they? There was there a legal battle between them and Opus One Wineries over the Opus name. I mean, I forget the. I believe so. Yeah. I think. I, mean, Jay probably... I think. Uh, I think, and Carney will have to to fill me in on that because I know he's well, watching. But I thought he mentioned something yeah. about that with the with the Opus yeah. One Winery. Yeah. Uh, Jay, just a quick point on my photos. It was like not tens. It was. Which hundreds. is owned by Robert Mondavi. So I maybe maybe that's why Jay brought that up too. I think so. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. And I get it. Yeah. You know, like I said, this is something that happens, and 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 Carney's one hundred percent right. It's part of doing business, and yeah. a lot yeah. of and I think yeah. he even made the point like, um, ha half the time, half the time, uh, I, these things happen. And it's not even the own, it's not even the brand owners. It's like. It's just their lawyers who oversee this stuff, and they, that, they, they file these things in the background, and then it's like, oh, uh, yeah. we filed a lawsuit against this company. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the lawyers right. who are, you know, being proactive yeah, about maybe, it. Yeah, maybe, 
yeah, I think that's exactly what happened here. Or maybe someone from Point they saw it and they said, hey, let's let's take a look at this, guys, and see what you think. Now, you know, so I'm sure that's what happened here. But again, I'm sure Fuente, uh, you know, doesn't want to have a huge legal battle here. Uh, I hope they settle this thing, but it's going to be a big battle if it goes to court. Jay you Davis, 1995 the- until 1998 initially, Fuente couldn't sell Opus West of the Mississippi during the lawsuit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there was a, there was a, you're right. There was a, uh, there was a temporary injunction filed on it. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I heard a rumor. I think it was last year. Someone told me, um, that someone said that Prince's estate was looking at Prometheus and Fuente over the use of the name Purple Rain. Um, but then I, I asked, I asked, I think I asked Liana about it, and she didn't know anything about it. Um, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know where that started, but someone had said, oh, I, I heard that the prince's estate was not happy of them using the name Purple Rain. You know, I which, I can, I which is interesting because Prince never owns the name Purple Rain. Warner Brothers Studios owns the name Purple Rain, and because he was in, you know, Jukebox, right? You, you'll know this. Prince was very protective of his music catalog. Very protective. Yeah, he was more, yeah but, but he had issues... Purple Rain. That one was, of the things he, he said was, because someone asked him a question, and he said, yeah. I own everything but Purple Rain. He said, I don't own Purple Rain. Warner Brothers owns Purple Rain. I don't own yeah. that. So he had no yeah. control over Purple Rain. But regardless... I, I believe that's correct. But that name, Purple Rain, is still associated with, you know, with Prince and, and whatever in the movie. And But I heard a rumor, and I don't and again, I don't know the legs behind it, but there was a rumor that they someone over there didn't like that they were using the name Purple Rain. Now, Purple Rain's still on the market, and I haven't heard anything about it publicly, so I don't know how true that is, but that was a good point. It's like, well, what about the name Purple Rain? You know, I, I go back. Here's what I'll just say. You know, I my dad drove Weird Al Yankovic. I got to meet Weird Al Yankovic. I've talked to Weird Al Yankovic when I was 19 or 20, and I remember the story where Weird Al said he always asked for permission. He, he said and he's been told no and he's been told yes. I don't know. I don't understand this. Like, I, I don't know. I, personally, I mean, I'm not trying to criticize Fuente, but when you start crossing these lines, I mean, I don't think anyone – if a music company created an, an Opus X music album, I don't know how they would feel about it. I, and I'm not trying to be critical. It's a question I would have. Why is it okay one way and not the other way is what I would say because I'm sure they wouldn't be happy about it either. Yeah, well, again, I mean, that's made me, maybe not, I may not understand the situation enough, so I'm not trying to be critical here. And I and I'm not being critical on any side of it. I'm just you know because I and I don't know it either. I just you know I, it's it's yeah. an interesting it's an interesting topic because it is something yeah. we both don't know a lot about, but it, yeah. it it's stuff that comes up. People talk about it, um, and 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 again, it goes back to like what John said. It's part of doing business. These are the things that happen in the background every day between companies and lawyers and stuff that goes on. That people fight over these these rights to use certain names and but like Jay said, trademarks are usually restricted to categories, um, and, and and Dan trademarks are obtained in industry categories. So it's like Warner Brothers may not have control over a cigar brand, but if you use it on you know any kind of entertainment sector, you know no you can't have that. Uh, so yeah, it may, and maybe that, and maybe that's what happened. Maybe maybe they did raise an eyebrow and they were like, well, you really have no you really have no skin in that game, so there's really nothing you can do. No, and if they put Prince on a motorcycle on the band or something, then that's a different story I think you're getting into at that point. It's just a purple ribbon they have on the thing. Right. So, you know, so I don't think that's where you're getting the whole trade dress thing as well. Right. Um, you, you know, there was a case. It didn't go to court. 
there was a cigar called the Reagan that was done by Ezra Zion in their early days when they were actually doing like real cigars. And um, they, they had a cigar called the Reagan. They did it to honor President Reagan. Uh, they were contacted by the Reagan estate, and they were asked to remove the name. And they removed it. I don't think it went to court, but they did remove it. at the requ- they, they requested. They just didn't want the name on a cigar. And, and Ezra Zion honor, honored it, and, and, and they did pull it off. But so it is inter- you know, th- it was interesting when that happened. But I don't think, I don't think that's a trademark issue, though. I think that was more of a request. Yeah. I don't know if they could have done much. And there's been and there's been smaller issues that we've heard in the industry, even recently, where you know someone is trying to you know do one thing with their names or whatever, and someone makes a phone call being like, "Hey, like, can you not use it, whatever?" And then it gets taken down, but no, nothing legal is filed. Yeah. Uh, and it happens. It's part of it's part of doing business. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I I I hope it doesn't go to court. I hope they could just settle this thing. And move on. But John said it. It's part of doing business, guys. This happens all the time. It does. It happens every day. Well, Coop, we are getting to the uh, almost the three-hour mark. We are getting into um, my territory. You're getting into your territory. So we're uh, we're definitely staying on point with with Cigar Coop. Um, I think it's a good place to wrap up. Um, We covered a lot here. I mean, and and I'm sure there'll still be some more on on the next show, too. Because uh, yep. there's, there's a lot to unpack here, um, as you know. But I, I wanted to break it up at the end there, kind of get away from the PCA show, so it's not you know too dry. But um, yep, yep. But Coop, I appreciate you being here with me tonight once again. Um, no, thanks. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate everyone being here and watching and listening. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you can get your podcast. We are there as well as on our YouTube channel. Um, also visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news and updates from the industry as well as all of our 2022 PCA coverage. Uh, we really appreciate that. Sign up for our newsletter. We have a Drew Estate giveaway going on right now. I'll bring this up really quick. Two lucky winners are going to be winning a uh, Drew Estate pack of a bunch of swag as well as two Undercrown 10 cigars, our uh, 2021 Cigar of the Year from Drew Estate. Uh, I learned how to do this the other day. Hold on one second. If I fail it now, I'm gonna feel like a dope. Cause I just, I you got, just. You got your whole that. show without technical problems, you know. It's not even the technical problems. It's uh, desktop. Where is it? There it is. Bringing up photos on on screen. I was, I was. Uh, there it is. I, I, I've just got this down. Um, there it is right there. So. If you head over to our social media and you head over to SpokenTobacco.com, you sign up for our newsletter. Uh, one lucky, uh, two, sorry, two lucky winners are going to win this beautiful set from Drew Estate with the backpack, spray can lighter, the hat, sticks and sips book, as well as two Undercrown Tentoros, our 2021 Cigar of the Year. Those winners will be picked on next week's Smoking Tobacco Show, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll get those sent out to you uh, yeah. right away. Um, I have a few of those items, the cap, the lighter, yep. uh, the spray can lighter, and the book. Uh, I got the, those things at Barn Smoker. That Sticks and Sips book, so that's some pretty good drink recipes, and it's a, it's it's a nice little book. Yeah, it's a cool little yeah. book. So so you guys are gonna definitely have yep, some fun with yep, that. Yep. So head over to our, head over to our social media. You'll find the post. I'll share it. Just tag some of your friends. Head over to SmokingTobacco.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Um, while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to us. As always, like and subscribe. And uh, that's gonna do it. Coop, anything you want to say before we sign off? Um. Yeah, we'll be just so folks know. Um. We are starting our PCA recaps. Um, we have not put the videos out yet. We're doing a lot of prep work with that. But uh, our, our coverage is a little different. It's product-driven. So the product there's a lot of product reports you'll be seeing. 
Um, and then some of the boost reports where we didn't do the video, we're putting those out now. Uh, just so we have, you know, some continuity, but we'll, we should be starting next week. The, the big video, uh, boost reports that will be going probably for the next 30 or so days. So, uh, we'll be doing the same. Want to, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's too much to absorb. I think everyone in one day. So, uh, and, um, like I said, it's a lot of work. Like we, we had to do our bumpers and everything and we really wanted to get that stuff right. And we were all exhausted coming back. So, and we had a backup, but we had a backup half a terabyte of data. Which oh was, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of stuff. Um, which I, I don't know. I mean, it's, this is tough back, back up to, I mean, we went with two hard drives this year. So we, I think we're going to go to another hard drive next year. Cause I'm not paranoid. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see that. And then Thursday night, uh, prime time, we have Eddie Guerra of Davidoff's going to be on Thursday night. So, uh, we'll be back doing the shows. We'll start to fire up. Uh, <coughs> Thursday. Excuse me. Sorry. I just, like I said, I still have that cough going on. Yeah. Um, you don't have, yeah. Yeah. The um, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, we'll be on with how about that cigar Monday night at nine thirty p.m. Eastern, and uh, Thursday night we have Sebastian from Cavalier joining us. Great on guest. The show. Yeah. So that'll be what we have Thursday night. So stay tuned for that, guys. We will see you then. We'll see you two weeks from tonight for spare notes. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.